If you're strong, you can fly. You can reach the other side of the podcast. It's alright, sit and chill. There's an hour left to fill, and we gotta go fast. That's what so makes sense. GHC, GHC, GH, say your nuts and train no drinkers. GHC, GHC, the arrests and overthinkers. GHC, GHC, spinning through this crazy fandom. GHC, GHC, GHC. Aw, yeah, this is Grantnin. Welcome back to the GHZ, a show about Sonic the Hedgehog. Welcome to guys, gals, non-binary pals, all our friends that have been listening, or if this is your first episode, however you're listening, we're so happy that you're here. And we've got a big, big, great episode for you today, including with my friend, your co-host, Josh. Hey, that's me. It's too... Oh, I've got to do it every time, haven't I? It's Toot Toot Sonic, Joshua, deep in season three, and Knuckles of the world-famous Green Hill Zone podcast. World-famous, of course, not necessarily where you are, but somewhere in the world it's famous. We assure you, we've seen the numbers, and and, and figures don't lie, right? And neither do my hits. That's true. Much like Shakira. They don't. Yeah, she nicks it off of me. It's a whole thing. It's a lizard. An ongoing legal battle. It's really awkward. Is anyone gonna? Does anyone know who Shakira is anymore? What the fuck am I talking about? It's Saturday night here at the Green Hill Zone headquarters, <laughs> and I'm here with none other than my fellow co-host. It's it's a very crazy penguin. Hi, I'm Lee. I'm the podcast mascot, just like um, Coco Chanel. I said I'd do that one, didn't I? I said hey! I'd do Coco Chanel next you time. Did. There it is. Continuity for long-time listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're about. We love giving references to old things. That's what you mm. can reliably expect from this show and Sonic products. Hey, wait a minute. There's only three of us. What the freaking heck? Where is Nathan. This is two episodes Can in a row. Can you mind your language, please, mate? Sorry. Sorry, I get a little heated sometimes. Uh, but you may notice this is two episodes in a row without Nathan, uh, who is our, our friend, and he was the reason that the GHC got back together in the first time and one of the founding members of this here podcast, this historical podcast. But, you know, uh, so he'll be back sometimes. He's not. He hasn't played Frontiers. His last take on Frontiers is still his current take on Frontiers. He hasn't played it yet. Uh, he'll be back probably for, I don't know, a Sonic R episode or something so you haven't heard the last of nathan but that's where nathan is he's he's doing okay he just hasn't played sonic frontiers yeah um we asked him about it actually we said do you want to come on and talk about frontiers again and he said i can't do the accent but he goes (laughs) he said no way y'all i don't give a tinker's damn about sonic frontiers that's hogwash or something like that i think that's what he said um again i'm not 100 percent of a quote it's more of a paraphrase anyway nathan we miss you we love you you know, we hope you come back from the gas station soon. It can't take that long to buy cigarettes. <laughs> we, we want you back in our lives. And I'm sure our, our dear listeners do as well. They, I'm sure they miss him too. Absolutely. But we have for you, dear listener, our biggest, bestest episode for the biggest space uh, game, <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. The biggest uh, space so we- game in the history of Sonic the Hedgehog. And there is actually, is that a spoiler? That's a spoiler, isn't it? Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and welcome our friends uh, here. Starting, we're going to go in alphabetical order. Uh, so he is the producer and editor of this show and the leading expert of Burning Rangers on the internet. 
our friend Bo. Bo is here. Yay. Bo, 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 Bo. 10-10, here we Bo again. <laughs> there Perfect. is. Bo, you nailed it. Bo, I've got a question for you as the editor. I played the one-up sound effect for you. Now I'm kind of regretting it because I'm like, am I going to play this for everybody? What do you think? It seems like it might get a little repetitive. There's not even any one-ups and frontiers. Okay. All right. With no fanfare then, uh, he is the administrator uh, of sonicretro.org. Uh, we're pleased. He, uh, he was shouted out in the Sonic Encyclist Speedia, folks. Whoa. We're pleased to have Whoa. David the Lurker with us again. David. Oh, <clears throat> oh, hello. Wow. My throat. Yes, I am here. Uh, I, I have not prepared a Sonic pun. Instead, I'll just say the kids do know who Shakira is because she was oh. arrested for tax evasion and that was oh, trending on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and so that's that's similar to that that's relevant, right? Because yeah. people get arrested, including people who are connected. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a good, good. yes. <laughs> David, how did it feel coming into no fanfare? I feel like it didn't it, it, I feel like you it, could have used some, it was weird to be honest. Awkward, I think. It was yeah, it did feel a little weird. It felt like I I was in a box. I fell out of the box, looked up, and and you were like, "Oh, I guess David's here." We haven't prepared anything. Uh. Moving on, uh, you uh, know him from his work on the IDW, Archie, Sonic Comics, Disney Comics, and more. He's been on the show before. We're pleased to have him back, John Gray. John Gray, Professor Dubs. Hello, everybody. Nice to be back. Nice to actually be able to talk on the podcast without sounding like I have a mouthful of marbles for once. <laughs> and, and, and we love those marbles. To cue it into the Shakira discourse and tax evasion, that is what the young kids are talking about, because, of course, that's what Yoshi was arrested for, as we all know. So I'm really, really glad. I'm really, really glad to be able to participate with you all once again. <laughs> it's nice to have you back, mate. Good to be here. Very good uh, to be here. It's a it's a nice big round table. I'm insisting that the table mm. is round. It is circular, yeah. somewhat like Sonic the Hedgehog when he rolls into a ball form, isn't it, Grant? That's right, and we all somewhat know what like Sonic that. does when he rolls into a ball. That one as a good time. That one has a good time. Okay, moving on. Yes. Uh, our our next uh, new regular is the creator of Amphibia, Disney's Amphibia. Matt Brawley is back. Whoa. Matt Brawley. Hey, hey, hey. I'm really happy to be here, really excited to talk about this game, especially the story. Uh, and from now on, please call me Matt. Am I a burden to you, Brawley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Last but not least, he is the writer and artist, the cartoonist behind the successful long-running Sam and Fuzzy. It's Sam Logan. Sam Logan is back. It's me. Sam. I'm also here. Sam, Sam, Sam. Hello. Hello, mate. It's good to be back. Um, and Matt, yes, you are a terrible burden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's at best wildly inconsistent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, Matt, you, you, we, we mentioned this on the, we mentioned your name on the last episode that we released because you had expertly set the line in the bet between whether Sonic Frontiers was going to be well received or not well received. 
And we were trying to figure out how to quantify it. And you were like, the line is going to be 73. Yeah. You just sort of arbitrarily, I mean, I don't not arbitrarily, but you picked 73. You felt like low 70s. Was yeah, well, it was out of cynicism because I was just so sure this game was going to tank. And, and then as we know, the, uh, the Metacritic has since revealed itself to be 73. And then it dipped down to 72. It dipped down to 72 specifically during the window of which it was a week after the game came out. And we said that's when the bet would end. It would be PlayStation 5, Metacritic results, 73 above or below. 72, you officially won. I yes. bow, I doff. The crown is yours. You drop this, my king. And then so right after funny. I do all of that, it goes right back up to 73, which would have put me way over. It's too late. However, too late. I did want I to won. play this clip. We have this clip. Um, Bo uh, brought in uh, our youngest producer, uh, his son, Modern Bo. And I think this was back in October that this prediction was made. Is that right? October 5th. I've got the receipts. This is an advanced prediction. No, no funny business. Are you looking forward to Sonic Frontiers? Yeah. Do you think it's going to score higher or lower than 73 on Metacritic? Uh, 73. You think it's going to be 73 exactly? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> there he is. Whoa. So, there you have it. The <laughs> ultimate winner was Bo and Modern Bo. Take that in. kid Ooh, to the races, man. Right? That is absolutely adorable. <laughs> You know, Sam, I think you had the lowest prediction. You were at 58, I think. 28. Good yeah, lord. I, uh, my prediction was at 58, which would have put it in the same ballpark as the previous two Sonic Team games, which I thought was like, you know, I, I thought it was a conservative bet, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I was very surprised, so surprised that I wound up purchasing the game, which I did not think I was going to my here's the question i'm going to put it to everybody uh which is just sort of a general did the game exceed your expectations because it seems like for the majority of us i think it did exceed the expectations or did it not or did it just simply meet them or not at all exceed exceed for me yeah exceed for me as well from a very low expectation <laughs> yeah 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 for sure i i expected it but i was i i won't lie i was slightly surprised that i enjoyed it a little bit more than i would yeah it's inexplicably good it beat my expectations i was mostly playing it out of a sense of vicarious excitement through grant and i've been pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i guess one thing the dear listener doesn't necessarily know is that in our conversation through text chat on our uh, in our text chain ongoing, uh, I think I was I was kind of alone, not entirely alone, but mostly alone. You were mostly um, alone. Like, you were very you were mostly alone. alone. Yeah, like I kind of I kind of went into it with my expectations like buried in the dirt, um, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. I I found myself enjoying parts of it, and even those parts that I didn't enjoy, I just kind of got past it. Grant, you were the cheese that was standing alone, and you went, I, I'm not going to take this. You walked up to that farmer who owns the doll and convinced everyone else. Grant was strangely a man of faith. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I don't know why. I, well, I do know why, because it's like it's, it simply checked a couple of my boxes, which is I just wanted to be able to run backwards as Sonic. 
to be able to like move in like a circle to have some amount of free roaming space. And like, I kind of like collectathons. Sam was on the episode where we talked about Super Mario Odyssey. So I'm kind of susceptible to liking a lot of things that it was doing and to be at least basically competent was like, it, it was already winning from me up front. So I was pretty confident that I was going to have some fun with it regardless of whether or not it turned out to be good. I would say it exceeded my expectations, not hugely because it mostly met them because I was already having, I think, fairly high expectations. I think the more I think about the game, kind of the less I like each individual thing. Bo had mentioned that the game is somehow, it is it is one of those things that's more than the sum of its parts because none of the individual things really work that well on their own. But I know, Josh, I think, I feel like the 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 elephant in the room is that you very much you viscerally hated this game so you didn't you i don't know hated i don't want to put that in your mouth if you no, no, hated I'll, it i'll but. say it myself that's fine um I've, I've been waiting for a chance to jump in and just say um as you know esteemed co-host of the green hill zone podcast the most famous silent hedgehog podcast in the world um, that you have all lost your fucking minds <laughs> what happened to you what happened to you people are there a few bars of sinister music you can play or something like dun dun dun? <laughs> ah, yeah. You've all been replaced by fucking pod people. Like, it does sure, feel that way. Of, once you look past the glaring flaws, it's it's an okay time. It's not good enough. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You're not gonna fucking get me. Not this time. Not this fucking time. I We've been replaced by YouTubers. <laughs> i will tell you all about how i feel about sonic frontiers baby in fact i actually, I actually jenny and i did a little bit on the uh on the preview episode that we did for egx and um and our, our whole takeaway from it was just you know yeah okay we only played it for 15 minutes but we played that 15 minutes and we came away and we were just like looked at each other like yeah that was that was fine it was okay and then we just kind of went and got a hot dog like we didn't it didn't leave an impression and then which is probably for the best because then when i played it again later or you know more recently with you guys um i i got into it for a couple of hours you know two or three hours four hours and fuck me dude like oh i just it just it makes me so fucking angry every single all these little things where you guys go oh yeah i mean that was kind of frustrating but you know we got i'm like no I couldn't get past it. It's just, it's literally like this, this horrible, this visceral gut reaction. Every single time something would, oh, it's the same fucking thing. This is what gets me about it. Uh, it's, it's this, this is this bold new direction that they're taking the, the series in now. It's the same fucking thing that we've been doing before, except that the world is bigger and uh, Sonic can run in a circle now. Those are the only two things I can see are the fucking difference. <laughs> So I think the goal of this of this episode is to convince you you're wrong. This is an that. intervention. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. This is our second Josh intervention. No, no. I've had the entire internet tell me. Oh. I have a general question. <laughs> when was the last game where Sonic could actually run backwards? Because I'm trying to think about it and I can't place it. It's been that long. Sonic Heroes. I mean, Heroes, I mean, maybe? Lost World? It, guess no. it depends on what you mean by backwards. Yeah, what, like, yeah, what, do, you mean backwards? what do you mean by backwards? Back, actually being able to go back and explore a place where you've already been proper. Because I know you couldn't do that in Forces. Mm. And I don't think that you could do that in Lost World. Yeah. And I'm, I'm almost tempted to say that you couldn't even do it in Unleashed. But Unleashed no, you, no not well. Um, <clears throat> I mean, technically in Forces, you could... 
walk backwards, but the camera wouldn't let you, and you'd have to know where the dash pads are to jump yeah. over them. But still, at some point, you would hit an invisible wall. Even in colors, there were pl- there were plenty of invisible walls. Even in the two D sections, unleashed maybe, but even then, there's definitely things where it's just broken up, and you can't go back to like the beginning of a level. Yeah, right? I feel like maybe like maybe that. even oh, Sonic. Yeah, I mean, someone said Heroes. I, that might be it, because even though six, I think I feel like there's is chunks. It. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess like all of these games have got, like even in Heroes, have have got certain points of no return, uh, mm-hmm. where once you pass them, you can't mm-hmm. reverse in that direction just because of something that's built into the level design or whatever. But like yeah. starting with Unleashed in particular, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a very proactive memory management thing where it's just there's just a right. series of points where it just ditches everything that was behind you and. You can't go, it wouldn't be able to load it again, even if you walk backwards. But that's usually like, uh, I mean, sometimes like in colors, it's hidden behind an invisible wall that you can't go through or whatever. But like a lot of times it's just like, well, you got launched over a big gap, so you just can't go back, you know, like. I thought he meant you can't physically turn Sonic around, which does fit Unleashed pretty well. Yeah, Yeah, see, Sonic never looks back. He's got no regrets. That's why he doesn't want to turn around. Yeah. Well, that's the magic of the open zone. I definitely want to talk about the open zone. Lee, I want to check in with you, though. I'm curious, what was your kind of arc with the, like, how did you think it was going to be? And then how did it meet your expectations? I think it's kind of what I expected it to be. Um, In that, I thought, well, it'll probably be better than Sonic Forces, but I probably won't like it as much as Colors or Generations. And that's kind of how it turned out. It's... um, There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's um I mean we've got so the open world game. and the cyber cyberspace stages and it's like they're fun whilst not being great. It's like they're fun um they're fun because it's fun to run around fast and it's fun to collect things in an open world environment. And that's that's kind of it. It's just open world games have an inherent like fun gameplay loop to them. And that's what Sonic Frontiers has, but it doesn't really go beyond that. Yeah, so like you liked it, but it didn't. The op- so the open zone, I mean, like you liked it, but it didn't. Yeah, you still yeah. would it, prefer colors or generations. You could take or leave the open zone. Yeah, well, I think even the cyberspace stages are preferred colors and generations. Um, the open zone, I think, is a very good idea, but I mean, maybe you can open this conversation up to everyone else, but. The open zone, it didn't feel like you were running around an open world platform game arena. It felt like you were running through a Fantasy Star Online or a Breath of the Wild or any other kind of open world game. And all the platforminess came from um, these like rails and blocks and boost pads and other things sort of littered around the island. And even then, that kind of platforming, it's a very Sonic Rush, Sonic Unleashed kind of thing, going from springs to grind rails to this to that. Then you've got your running segments where you're darting from left to right. None of it really felt particularly like a platform game, like, say, Sonic Adventure 1, which is kind of what I would want from an open zone Sonic. Yeah, they just took chunks of the boost games and chopped them up and sprinkled them across fantasy star online new, new genesis whatever it's called and then um and then and then sold it for 50 quid <laughs> <laughs> but not for very long. Like, 
You're not wrong on that. You're really kind of not wrong on that because like the open zone thing, it's fun to me, but it is very constrained. It's like they're trying to do a open world thing, but it's very much not. And it's sequestered itself through the boosts and grind reels. And like somebody, I, I think you literally said Sonic Rush, but even with Sonic Rush, um, while it had those boosts and it had those grind rails, there were still little other things that you could interact with within yeah, right. those individual stages, and that's not there in Frontiers. There's no other little gimmicks and, and toys to play with. yeah. Except for the puzzles, and quite frankly, the puzzles, I think, suck. Um, <laughs> so it, I mean, yeah, like IQ yeah. tests. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, but I was just too entirely stupid to figure out that graveyard puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about that graveyard puzzle is terrible, right? Like, it's just like yeah. not a good puzzle. Wait, what are you talking about? It's the one where you're trying to you're trying to line up the lights into an unbroken line mm. around, but each one controls multiple. Oh, yeah. Light. It's supposed to be something that's similar to, I guess, like how Nazca lines are set up. If you've ever seen those before, or heard of them, but it's done with lights, and all of the lights when you move one light, another pair of lights move. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, I you know what? I have to admit, I loved it. I love it. <laughs> wow. I, are you kidding? I, I, I one thing I neat. hated with a visceral passion. I thought, I thought it was neat. Too. I just got lucky I on it. I thought it was kind of You got lucky. I sailed through it the first time, and then and then Grant watched me try to do it a second time, and I couldn't do it to save my life. It was like the mirror puzzle, the mirror stuff in same. Sonic Adventure 1. Well, what's that yeah. one level? Like, yeah, like the Lost World. Lost World. Yeah. Oh, it was nothing like that. Don't you dare, son of no. <laughs> Lost World. The, the, it's the same kind of puzzle as the one in Sonic Adventure where you're trying to open the door on the egg carrier and you have right, to push finally. the buttons. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the old like thing where, where it's like, oh, well, this button affects these colors and this button affects these colors and this button affects these colors, except it has the added laboriousness of needing to rotate the thing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those puzzles where you're just like, I'll get it eventually. You know? Like, <laughs> right. <keep turning. laughs> And also the added ghoulishness of you're moving around people's graves, which I don't know why that's necessary. Why does that well, have to be the thing? that's the whole game, man. It's a dark, dark, depressing right. game. Spoilers have died. Dark is in years. This is it. It's what the kids want, isn't it? Right. It misery. is. You you they joke. Sonic it is. misery. Of course Thanks. they do. Yeah, they do. Like uh, there's <laughs> a certain individuals who will remain nameless, but I'm sure they probably know who I'm talking about if they're listening to the show. And they're just like, yeah, oh man, I watched this cutscene, and Sonic was like pushed to the very edge of of you know of despair, and he's like about to cry, and he's just completely he's he's lost everything. It's wicked, and I'm like, like what's wrong with you? But leave, <laughs> leave my boy alone. He's he's a lovely, like... handsome, cheerful boy. Leave him alone. Why do you want this? <laughs> I feel like this is the most shadowiest game without shadowing yes. that Sonic has ever. <laughs> it's e ever it's even got aliens. Yep, it does have. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, well, this is now this is a open no, is spoiler episode. We're assuming that well, I'm assuming we've all minus Josh played it to completion. I'm mm -hmm. insane and played it to completion twice, which Bo is sort of with me on, so I'm not totally uh crazy. Maybe. I do want to say one one thing about the open zone though, which is that for all the criticism against it, there is something uniquely special about being able to run with no bottomless pits in a, in a yes. large yes. open area. Yes. There's something yes. kind of there's something kind of magical about it, and it's like it's not high quality, but 
I have been aching for something like this for like a decade. Yeah, like the only bottomless pits are the, the sea that surrounds the island, and you kind of just have to forcefully run off of those in order to hit them. So I, I, I get that. I want to uh, I want to agree with you fellas on paper as well. Yes, isn't it wonderful that you've got big wide open fancy star online fields to run around in and smell the flowers and whatnot. It's great. In theory, yeah, but when I played Sonic Frontiers, the popular video game now available in stores across the world, whether I like it or not, um it's already is on the, sale at Walmart, you know, yes. Right, yeah, right now on sale. Actually, it literally is on sale in the UK. They just went fuck it, it's 30 quid, whatever. Who right. cares? They're half, yeah. half price. Who cares? Um, I'm still not going to fucking buy it. 30 squid? Oh, don't get me started about the fucking squid. <laughs> Jesus, that squid! The fucking squid. All right, anyway, sorry. Don't stop it. Stop it. Wait, I had a point, and now I'm cross, and I can't think of it. Okay, right. So, okay, so Kronos Island, yeah, the first island, yeah. The grey emerald guarded by the uh, dildo machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one on the... And it's yeah. like in the little... In the, in the golden eye satellite dish thing that you have to mm-hmm. run down to yeah uh, yeah and, and, and do it yeah see that bit um i killed the i killed the dildo machine yeah uh and then uh, there, a spring appeared and i went on the spring and the spring is <laughs> supposed to spring you you know what's coming this because it probably happened to you too the spring springs you into another spring into another spring onto a platform and then you do like a big platforming jungle gym thing all the way to the top right presumably to get the gray emerald i don't know because i never fucking got there but okay sure that's some gameplay that's some platforming whatever that's fine what happened to me in this open world video game with no bottomless pits is i hit the spring i hit another spring that spring launched me just it just anywhere in another direction randomly across the map and then, because of Sonic Frontiers, with its incredible fucking physics engine, I <laughs> halfway through my arc, I dropped like a stone straight downwards into the ocean in the only fucking hole in that entire <laughs> 20 square miles of land. <laughs> right down, plop, straight into the fucking ocean. Died okay, immediately I think I know what spot. happened with you. I think I know what happened with you because that <laughs> happened with me and I figured out what I did. Is it the camera? Um, you, it's it's partly the camera, but it's also okay. partly I think that if you don't see the reticule where you have to like homing attack on, I think you have to either a balloon or a string, you drop right. like a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's a blink and you miss it thing. Um, oh, and it's it, unforgivable and, though, isn't it? Come on, that's not that's, that's, that's not that's, allowed. That's right, it's, so it's much different. of the game. That is well, so much of the game, which is like, where's the reticule, right? Uh, yep. yeah because then if you try and press it and you can't see the reticle you just fucking punch nah. the air yeah full. Totally. I, cannot, totally. I cannot tell you the amount of times where i missed the reticule <laughs> on something because i didn't i wasn't paying attention or i didn't see it and then you if you don't hit that reticule you drop like a rock yeah. that is 90 percent of the platforming unacceptable. in this game it's unacceptable yep. this brings up something i wanted to ask you guys which is can you state what the rules for when you can air boost are Oh yes, really. oh. yes. You can air boost once when you are in the air, and then you are not allowed to air boost again until your feet touch physical ground. It doesn't yeah. count springs. It's so it's like if you air boost and then homing attack onto a spring and then get launched in the air, you mm. cannot air boost again because you've had your one air boost. That's are you all sure? You get. Are you sure? <laughs> I am a hundred percent sure. I feel like I've air boosted, double jumped, and then air boosted again. Um. Even though this game took five years to make, I think they were still rushed at the very end, which is a baffling thought, but it's true. Uh, oh, and about the, the reticle thing, I was going to say, right, I, I think part sometimes 
it's what we've been trained to do if you've played a lot of 3D Sonic. Like, hey, you can homing attack things that are behind you or off camera. Here, that mm, just isn't a thing. You, you can't cannot homing yeah. attack something behind you. Mm-hmm. And so when you're like, oh, there's an enemy right behind me. I'll go attack it. It doesn't happen. Yep. It's, it, it is giving you, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it took me a little bit to get used to the, the second, you know, another button for homing attack in general because... It was like that in Unleashed, but then they got rid of it in Colors and, and I feel like they changed the, the homing attack button thingy every single Sonic game, and you have to oh, read man. it each time. Yeah. It's, there's no two games that share the same control scheme. No. No, no, no but this is, this is the one that changes it the most, I think, from oh, yeah. you know, over the last decade. And the years. range of it is insane in this game. It's insane. Yeah. Now, I will say that i appreciated one thing that i genuinely appreciated because this is always a complaint that i have about every single sonic game is that they'll start they'll introduce something and it'll be like okay this works this is neat and then they'll introduce another thing that completely breaks the previous thing Mm -hmm. like that's what happened that's what happened between colors and generations versus lost world they introduced the parkour system and Mm -hmm. everything just sort of fell apart this game, one thing that I do appreciate that it does is that it literally brings like everything sort of back because there's yeah. like elements of the parkour system, I there's agree. Of all that kind of stuff. And for once, they actually sort of try to implement it all and kind of fix it. So I can't be mad at that. I genuinely I agree. It it all it all kind of works. It all kind of works. It's Kishimoto taking everything from the past, you know. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And stamping his once. stamping his name at the end, being like, "I, I listened. I'll take the blame <laughs> if this one's bad. Look at me," and and you're like, "Wow, it's not even Sonic Team at the end. It's just him." I think Air Boost is a really good, <laughs> really good addition because it makes the platforming stuff a lot more forgiving. So you're it's trying to forgiving. get up somewhere, mm. and you think, "Oh, I'm, I'm right on the edge. I got to hit all these." targets and these balloons and such but you have a little bit of recovery with the air boost and it's really nice yeah oh i've saved myself countless times with that thing mm-hmm. yeah and just like watching a four my four-year-old who made the prediction earlier try to play it like he can save himself from like difficult platform things too just by air boosting out of it which for is sure. a really good thing that they added to this game although the rules for it are kind of insane yeah it's the, really it, friendly it, it, boosting has a lift to it so like it sort of operates as a sort of one-third double jump because mm-hmm. if you do the air boost you kind of leap up a little bit before going back down again so there's it, it, there's there was some thought put into it and again i can't be mad at them doing that was it thought or was it random luck you know that's my question it, it might be a little bit of both yeah, the way it makes the cyber state, cyberspace stages flow, I, I think it was like really tuned. Like this is something I spent time on. Yeah, there's some really there's some really nice versatility to it because you've got the air boost, but you've still got the double jump, which sort of works mm-hmm. like yeah. it did yeah. in Sonic yeah. Colors. Um, but you can use them in either order. So whenever Sonic jumps, you've got your one double jump but then you've got your one air boost so you can air boost into a double jump or you can double jump into an air boost and it just gives you it's such a simple thing but it gives you so many more options for recovery and air movement so i think that's one thing that worked really well here i think after getting used to the controls i ended up really liking them and i kind of like homing attack being on like just a general attack button 
it's all like a bit more complicated than you would maybe like for a Sonic game. But I, I found myself, yeah, the air boost in particular, but kind of just in general liking it. There's too many buttons, but yeah, I do like it. Uh, I love Siloop. Siloop also. I love Siloop. I love yes. it. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We can agree on that. Yeah. Uh huh. It's starting. Oh no! Okay, no, no. <laughs> I said this. Before. You want to know what Siloop is? You want to know what Siloop is? There was uh, back in Archie Sonic. There was an attack that I think Carl Barks. Called Carl Marx. Carl Marx. Fucking hell! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Carl <laughs> Marx. Can't read that one. Sorry. There was a, there was an attack that Carl Bowlers liked overusing with Sonic in that book, where he would run around a character um, to create sort of like a tornado and spin them up into the air, and the side loop was immediately what I thought of when that. It's basically the same thing. When are we going to get a Sonic game where he takes the dirt out of his shoes and throws it through the air and then runs away? <laughs> <laughs> never, I hope we never see that again. Well, that's, uh, what about that's the, the one, speed. like, Dash, right? <laughs> what about yeah. scooping up the water and turning it into a ball and, and throwing it, you know, oh, in 0. God. God. I definitely it's a very flash feel, thing, I feel. I, I feel like the suite of movement options is definitely, like, the strongest part of this game, even though there are some concessions that they make that are very weird, like the way that if you do not hold forwards, your momentum instantly stops. That's crazy. Oh, unacceptable. Oh, it's that's something I have mixed on a game for a long time, though, hasn't it? No, I no, mean, like, it's, it's not it's bad. worse here. It's worse it here. Wasn't it wasn't that bad. Mm. I was playing the site. Oh, we haven't got, got onto the official cyberspace bullet point on our little itinerary here yet. But when I was playing cyberspace, I think it was it was the Green Hill Zone. I want to say it's one eight. Yeah, it's a two D green hill zone. Yeah, there's no one. And it's it maybe one seven. It goes up one to seven. seven. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm I know sorry. the stage sorry, you're guys. talking about. You I know the one I mean. It's two D <laughs> It's a two D green hill zone, right? And you and and you, you're running along, and there's the wooden bits, and you, you yeah, hit a uh-huh. spring, and you hit the spring, and if you don't touch anything, you just spring up, yeah. and you stop just shy of the platform, and you fall. Yeah, it like just a feels idiot. wrong. Yep. It feels wrong. It, it does feel wrong because it's not natural. Like I don't yeah. care if that's how Sonic games are now, or well, that's how Mega Man plays. Fuck Mega Man. Yes, <laughs> it's not. It's not 1989. I don't want to play that. Sh- it's not how Sonic games have ever been before. I mean, people always talk about no. like, the lack of momentum in, in Sonic games, and, and you know, there's various things to mean by that. But like in this game, this is like very clearly, it's very clearly a deliberate choice that they made. Uh, yeah, it's uh, by because, design because it it facilitates greater control. Uh, in, when you're uh, trying to do the platforming of 5 No, right. I mean, like, that's exactly what it is. It's like Sonic stops on a dime, which means that if you want to stop, uh, you know, to do a tight corner, it's instantaneous. And like, that's yeah, very, and, like the, yeah. the instantaneous cornering thing, like is very useful in a lot of parts of the game, but it is extremely weird how, when you bounce off of a spring, as soon as you get to the end of the spring scripted arc and it returns control of momentum to you yes. again, it's yeah. like, well, you better be holding forwards because if you don't hold forwards, you just stop. And, and like, and I guess the thing I think it's interesting about that is like in the 2d games, you also have the ability to stop, almost instantly like by pressing backwards you know like you're running in one direction if you mm. want to stop yeah. quickly you press the reverse That's direction control. and he skips to a stop and you've never been able to do anything equivalent to that in the 3d games because it's just like mechanically too difficult so it's like you know if you're running really fast and you want to stop you kind of stop mostly by trying to turn sonic around so like i i it's weird 
But it's like only it's weird for Sonic. I don't think it's weird for video games. And it definitely makes a lot of the handling of the character a lot easier from a platforming perspective. I thought it was bullshit, but never mind. Here's my question. Because it feels to me that when you're playing the cyberspace stages, in particular the 2D ones, um, Mm. it's like whenever you're... It feels like Sonic controls a little bit more like a lead weight on the 2D Mm. as opposed to anything that is... 3D or anything that is based off of a standard boost stage. So, like, when you mentioned 1-8, I remember going into that stage, and that was my first time doing, like, one of the, one of the two seven, It's probably 7. Yeah, it's probably 7. 1-7, seven. Seven. sorry. It's 1-7. One one it doesn't matter. The game fucking sucks. It doesn't matter. It, be it doesn't matter. But when I, I remember going into that stage, like, the first time and feeling like, why does Sonic feel different? I have a I have a theory about this that I would like you know what I'll put I'll put my uh, I'll, I'll put it out there now and if this is totally wrong somebody can tell me I'm an idiot but I am a hundred percent sure that when you switch to a two D plane they just make Sonic slower uh, like I think it feels the cap that way speed. Um, and I think it's yeah. like, you know like again like a concession for like thinking like. Well, you can't see as far ahead of yourself, so we're going to slow them down or whatever. And it's more—it's noticeable uh, in the cyberspace stages, which are already often going to be short, uh, slower than you are in the open world, because you're either leveling your speed in the open world, or you're doing like what probably most of us did and cranking up the slider in the options menu so that you're fast to begin with. But the cyberspace stages have a speed cap that never changes, and I swear. I kind of felt like even in the open zone stages, when you get switched into the two D segments that it caps your speed in those as well like yeah, when you I, are I, 2d I, I, and boosting oh. in the open zone it's not as fast as the rest and of see it. here's what i hate about that sam is because and, and you brought up something that i've forgotten about and i brought this up in the in the text chat you, the sliders definitely affect everything that's in the open zone areas mm. but the sliders don't seem to affect anything in the cyberspace areas not so, right you so you get used to playing Sonic one way, and then you get into these little mini stages that are designed to be speed running stages because that's what they are at the end of the day. They're they're little speed running chunks, mm-hmm. and Sonic controls so differently between those. It's not even a consistent differently because again, you've got the two D stages and then you've got the boost stages within cyberspace. So he controls differently for both, and the speed is capped. So yeah. I, I feel like why even give us I get why, and I get and appreciate the sliders for the open zone. But if they don't have something that allows us to control those sliders or or anything like that for the cyberspace, or if that stuff doesn't affect it, then it's it throws you off when it's not supposed to. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it's weird that it's not consistent. And the part of the game where I had the most fun in cyberspace was towards the end of the game. I just used the fishing to get all the items and I skipped all the cyberspace pages for a while. And then I played them all in a row when the game was over and just playing them back to back, only doing that and not mixing and matching with the open zone. It's like you get used to the feel of those stages and like, it's not as jarring to be switching back and forth. And I had a lot of fun doing that, but like, it's very weird to have segments like of the game that, you know, where Sonic handles differently, where he moves at a different speed. Like it's, it's very weird feeling i think it's good that they nerfed boost in cyberspace though because it's way too powerful in the previous games Mm -hmm. and here it is something you use but it's not going to just be press boost to win you've got to yeah when you boost i would agree with that i would agree with that it's like i just wish it was consistent i wish it was like does boost 
kill the enemy or not? No, like, no I, it doesn't. Yeah, not in this. You know, uh, John mentioned this, but it really feels like this is the ghost of Lost World yeah. of all things. The boost. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. it's the run button. Oh, the rail stages yeah. are straight out of Lost World. Totally. The controls are what Lost World ought to have been. It kind of feels like Kishimoto doesn't like the boost. Yeah, I, well, I think they got it right in, in the cyberspace stages, and they had to make it supercharged in the open zone to, so you could get around. Honestly, the big complaint that a lot of people have about Sonic games is that it's just uh, press the boost button to win, as you said before. So by taking that out, they've actually added a thing where oh, wait, you actually have to do platforming now. You actually have to figure that out. And yes, it's not consistent. That's that's a given. But at the same time, I do think that in terms of making the platforming challenges better to play, it works. It's not perfect. It works. I think it was very clever to have uh, the S-rank challenge in 1-2 be 1-2. Oh, to man. do it up front... I think I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt that it was intentional, <laughs> that it was like, you no, know, not I, a mistake. I, I, and that, uh, <laughs> that it, that it was them just, you know, sort of being like, if this is going to be, uh, you know, we're going to maybe try to present a different challenge. That would, that would, that theory would hold more water if that was more consistent with what you Look, actually I figured played. one, two out. And I was the, I'm, I was the number one person who was hated, hated. That's like my one stage that I vehemently hated. Um, but I figured one, two out when I looked at somebody else playing it. Coincidentally, um, Adam Bryce Thomas, one of the artists on, on IDW Sonic, posted a video of himself playing it, and he had figured it out. It's basically the antithesis of everything you understand about Sonic. Mostly, you're told that the fastest route through any Sonic stage is to take the upper route, and you can like plow through the, through the stage. It allows like the most... Um, tricks them out the most things you can do with it but with one two in particular the reason it throws everybody off is that it's the lower route that's actually the fastest 100 percent, yeah air times the enemy i think it's completely unintentional no one thing that argues for it being intentional is if you get seven vault keys right off the bat you can unlock the emeralds too quickly early in the game ah yeah I think it's supposed to be, I think the message of it is supposed to be like, you're going to have to return to things. Yeah. Even though you generally don't. Like, I think that was. Or you could just silo for six hours and get everything you need and ignore everything. (laughs) I think (laughs) that's true too. I I think you guys are being so charitable right now. It is totally 100% an accident. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I like those stages and it's fun. And I love that there's the advanced techniques using the air dash and like the, you know, the the, like magnet boost with the homing attack, but it is super not intentional. Like no way. (laughs) All the times on all the other stages are so long. All the times on every time challenge in this game are like ludicrous. It's like you're in the open zone, like, the balancing is like nuts. You get to a, a timed puzzle like in the open zone where it's like, oh, here's this race. Can you get through all 10 rings? You have five hours. You know, like it's just <laughs> like, like I just yeah. like absolutely not. I feel like the game was just like nobody spent any time balancing it. It was like either like a goof, like they typed in the wrong numbers or they tweaked the zone in a way and they didn't adjust the time. But like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was a really neat little thing that they didn't have to put in, but they did. 
um, the trick system from Sonic Advance, like two and three, when you leap up into the air and you press the button repeatedly to do tricks in the air, I don't think that that's been seen since the advances, unless I'm forgetting uh, something. Sort of in generations when you're in the air, like you would push a button and, and there's mm-hmm. that final pose where it's the adventure cover. That's the only other time I can think of. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I hated about that is that like, even well after I had maxed out on XP, I still <laughs> did it just out of habit. And that kind of annoyed me because I'm like, I don't have to keep doing this, but I have to because I'm like being neurotic and I'm in the air and I'm like, well, I have to flick the joystick. But it's like, no, you don't. Ah, You're just having fun at that point. You're having fun. You're seeing Sonic. He's like, whoa, you're doing the cool thing in the air. It's no, no, no. That's not fun. You're making those skill points go up in the bottom right corner, even though you have no use for them. I'm just farming. I'm farming for nothing. having a good time. How, How quickly did you all fill out the skill tree? Um, I filled out the skill tree um, right at the start of the third island. Really quickly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very small. Somewhere, somewhere on island three pretty early yeah. for me, too. I was also level 90 combat and level 90 defense by the time I got to Because <laughs> you were doing fishing. a lot of fishing, right? I was doing a very small amount of fishing. It does not. You oh. spent 10 minutes fishing. I find uh, Chaos Island is where the game falls apart. It's because it's not balanced. It's like nothing in the game is balanced at all. Um, like, that's where I, the game soars. Yeah, it's, it's because <laughs> they, agree, they, yeah. they skew it to let you bust it, but like, it's like there's the the scaling of the combat difficulty and the puzzle difficulty and the race difficulty and even the cyberspace stages difficulty is just like bananas. And then you can render it other than cyberspace, like you render it completely meaningless by just fishing. So I think it says a lot about the game, though, that I would rather farm the fishing mini game than the play. Stuff is the, the most game. fun I've had with the <laughs> game. Point. I love it. There's so many fish. There are there are a lot of fish. Great. There's a lot of realistic fish. There's a poison frog which probably they look really great. Sonic immediately. Um, Sonic is super excited <laughs> catching a tire. True. He looks happier there than any other point in the game, I think. <laughs> that tire. That's the best part is just like, oh it's so nice to see Sonic happy again. You know, it's <laughs> it's the like, one time in the game. It's the one time in the game where he smiles. No, he does that dance when he gets the emerald. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God, the dance. I forgot about the so dance. So funny. The, the, the dance is weird. Well, I mean, the fact that you're, you're told, hey, you need to collect keys to unlock vaults to find the Chaos Emeralds, and then occasionally, oh, you got you to gotta lead some, some Cocos over to, to get one that they just have in the grass. That It is a little odd that it's just sitting there, but I guess eh, it's fine, right? It's good. It's well. I think the implication is that your ghost friends have been scouting uh-huh. out the emeralds, and that this is how. You oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Them. Okay, I think yeah, that's right. That makes that makes more sense. Like I guess emeralds can be anywhere. Remember, they used to be in like a little pocket dimension called the special stage. Oh, I miss special yeah. stages. I will say, just the cyberspace levels in general are, I think, the weakest part. Um, except I guess for the last few on on the fourth island. In general, if they ever bring back boost stages. It feels like they should only make seven. That can be the special stage and then like really dive more into what the open world or, or whatever else they can like the come up with should be. Yeah. So I thought that's what they because, were gonna do. Right. If they try to make a ton, it, yeah. it, it falls apart, but if they just make seven really good ones that aren't meant to last long because it is just a special thing, then then yeah, in that context you can keep boost, but other or like the boost style of level design, but otherwise uh, this can be the swan song of that. I don't. I don't need another thirty. I'd really, I'd really like to see them 
build those kinds of sequences just into the open zones, right? Like, uh, right. They do it a little bit here. Bowser's Fury style. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like so. I know there's platforming in the open zone, right? Like, there's all these little jungle gyms everywhere, uh, and it's like that's the part where it's the most clear as you're playing the game that you are definitely playing a game that was something different, and then they've kind of hacked it into this form because they didn't like what they had the first time around. Uh, and like, I would like to think that if they were taking a second crack at this, knowing that like, no, we're going to have some platforming in the open zone that they would just build some stuff to have platforming on it so that right. it wouldn't need to be like these, like, uh, you, you know, like a lot of those short cyberspace stages are simplistic enough that you could just have that structurally in the open area. Like, and then I'm just, just like, uh, uh, like Bowser's fury style, like just build the structure of that stuff into it like uh i think that would be the way to go yeah because for the platforming they do have in the open world i think is the weakest part of the game because it's all glorified um quick time events you know which you could it's like a rhythm game yeah I mean, yeah could... i mean they're 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 kind of fun but there's so like i i appreciated them less and less as the game went on and then by the time i was finished i was very happy that they were not tied to any sort of broader progression thing because i probably only did like 20 percent of them. yeah it's just homing attack homing attack rail switch homing attack sometimes sometimes you get to run up a wall which is a bit more fun because you've got some control there but so much of it is just pressing the y button at the right time or pressing left and right at the right time what's the island that's just the towers and you have to go up them uh that's the Rhea, Rhea the fourth one that really tried my patience yeah like, it did not get, like, progressively fun. It was just kind of like, oh, God, homing attack, homing attack, enemy, like, well, at least I don't know. in those, if you fall, if you, there there are built-in checkpoints, yeah. There's a pulley. Yeah, 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 there's a pulley. But those were the parts where I really appreciated the cyberspace levels, because I was like, okay, so here they've tried to build some extended platforming sequences into the open zone, which is what I said I wanted. <laughs> and now here that I have them, like, oh, these are much worse than cyberspace <laughs> stages, though, because they just feel like it's the the lego block design yeah well the game is a weird like hometown buffet where there's a lot of stuff and none of it is that good <laughs> but exactly yeah <laughs> there's so many theory. options like, <laughs> the the reason why this game is weirdly compelling despite none of it being really good is that it pretty much stays fresh you always have something you can add switch to mm-hmm. like totally. you're getting from point a to point b but you can do a couple little platform things to get some widgets or you're on your way to something, but oh, there's a cyberspace portal. Like the places where it drags is where it forces you to do yeah. a thing for an extended yeah. period of time. Like that first 100%. guardian boss, Asura, really hits you early on of like, oh, this is not all that fun because like you're, you're stuck oh, here yeah. trying to fight this guy. Yeah, or herding cocos, oh. for example. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that drop and they drop bombs. Watch out for bees. I think I honestly, man. <laughs> I'm dreading the pinball machine because literally I don't know a single person who has encountered the pinball machine and not had something horrible to say about it. It's so long. It's not great. It's not good, but it's easy. It wasn't that bad. Was it really bad? I mean, it kind of goes. I don't think it's that bad. It's not fun. That's it's It's definitely not fun. But like, did anybody fail it? Yeah, like yes. three times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I I remember it like drags for a bit, but like wait, what is that like? Oh, okay, <laughs> you yes, suck. Or... That was one hundred percent a humble brag right there. 
I, I guess the thing that the argument that I've heard is that it's not at all skill based. Um, it's left up to chance. And when it's left up to no. chance, it's not fun because if luck isn't on your side, then yeah, you're going to fail it multiple times and it's not really going to be your fault. If it's your fault, then yeah, I, you can excuse that. If uh, I'm sorry, if it is your fault, then you can excuse that. But if it's not your fault, you yeah. can't. And that makes it not fun. Yeah, I think, John, that it's like, it's also too small. The board is just so small. Yeah, it's really boring. Yeah, it's it's sort of what makes it, in quotes, random, is because the board is so small, you just don't have a lot of options, like where to hit it. You just hit it in an endless loop around the top, over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's essentially it. That's it. Yeah, it it feels like you're looking up, like, oh, the history of pinball, and it's like, ah, this fine machine from the 1920s. (laughs) It's the first pinball machine ever made. I guess technically it is, though, right? If the ancients are raved tens of thousands of years ago, this is the first pinball machine. You should respect history. It's like they're backgammon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is actually like it's a very serious like cultural like moment to play this machine. It's like not for fun. This is just like like a deadly serious part of their culture. Yeah. It's a rite of passage to do the pin. The bumpers are also no. graves. Yeah, you know, no. and the mall is a grave, and no, everything is so a grave. Many, there's so many dead. This this so game is graves. like oh hey, the you first thing it. you do with the with the cocos is you reunite a mother or a parent and a child, and then they immediately die in front of you. And that's... A- and they're so happy to Wait, die. Not <laughs> right, no, the first one is, is the parents. The, I thought and the first like, one was the couple. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, Amy finds the one half of the couple, but before you reunite the couple, you reunite oh, with right. the to get the chaos right. cycle, the parent oh, and the child. That was a mistake, right? And then oh, Amy God. says the extremely strange line that she got a sense of completion, which I just like. Oh man! Right. I mean, the completion is meant to be their souls are at rest. It's I know. Not, it's not. Don't think. Oh, it's Sonic. It's pure. It's just a weird choice. Words, that's all. <laughs> and she sounds kind of weirded out when she says it as well. This is like a sense of yeah. uh, completion. Well, just if like, things are just know. being it's beamed weird. directly into your brain, you're going to feel a little weird. I think. <laughs> are, are we? Are we? Uh, are we going into story? Grant, direct us. What? Where, where are we going? Yeah. I well. Okay. I want to touch on bosses at least a little bit, and then get into story wait 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 grant's not the only host around here yeah i'm a co i'm a co-host as well <laughs> oh i'm a co-host of the ghc podcast my little cartoons on the fucking thumbnail on youtube as well and do you know what i think we should talk about bosses next actually <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad we all agree i think it, it was uh clever to be like what if we did the final boss first the problem is that they didn't really have a great follow-up to that. Oh, we're talking about the big bosses. I was thinking like the little mini boss. But, but what about the squid? Yeah, kind of both. Loves the squid. Um, I like yeah, the, the big bosses, all right. Squid. Squid. Fuck the squid. <laughs> Every mini boss that requires you to engage in a three-minute quick time event before you're allowed to hit it should just be purged from here. Agreed. Oh, I started avoiding them. Yeah. Oh, like the ghost. Did anyone yeah, enjoy the ghost? the ghost yet? I don't know. I loved ghost. I I don't remember anyone's names. Which one is the ghost? <laughs> ghost is the one that steals rings from you. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. It's like it's too long. It's 
it's too long, but it gives you like a sense of urgency. The music changes. The one like yeah. smaller boss I didn't like, um, just because it takes forever. Right, is like the the one that's in the desert. Is that the turtle looking one? Yeah, shark. The shark. Oh god, the yeah, because because oh, oh, you have you have Boo. to be dragged around forever. And also, this was before it clicked in my head. You don't have to jump before you homing attack something because every sonic game you have to jump for you homing attack here yes, you don't have to do right. it anymore so every time i jump that's what right, so every time you jump squid. oh you have yeah. to restart yeah. your little mm-hmm. quick time event of being dragged around the desert yeah it's so <laughs> stupid why didn't they tell me they give you a tutorial for everything else in the fucking game. Sonic shoes are red. That's because it's his right. favorite color. Every other collect rings because they look nice. And then the only things that actually matter, they don't fucking tell you. Any any boss that was not hard but long is the worst. That's the that's worst. right. Yeah, it takes away from like this is an ADD core game, and wherever they deviate from that, <laughs> it shows. And once you do the fishing. Like, which, like, on the second island, you know, the Starfall, uh, me, your shower thing happened or whatever. I got lots of fishing coins. So I went and fished and went from being, like, you know, whatever, like, level 15 combat to level 90 combat. Then all the bosses on the second island were fine because you only, like, the shark is annoying. But as soon as the attack window opens, it's dead in two seconds. And so then you just become, like, extra resentful (laughs) of any boss that makes you wait a long time before you're allowed to hit it. Because, you know, like, if I could just hit it. It would die instantly. I, I don't know if it's called um, tank or turtle or whatever, but it sends you up into the air and it starts floating. And I oh, hate, I hate it. Oh, God. You float in the rounds. I hate it. Oh, yeah. yeah that was I hate awful. It. I actually yeah, kind of like that, that really one. Bad. The crab yeah. one where you're in the tornado. It's just so yeah. scripted. It takes too but long. I, I like the rhythm yeah. of like hitting it as you're spinning around it and like the faster you go the harder it is to hit it between the legs well and you know what you know what this is what's so crazy about this game that is like that one boss in sonic colors with the anti-gravity where you're like floating around and you have to cheat it's like it's so crazy what has come from a previous game well if it's not stolen from a previous sonic game it's stolen from an unrelated (laughs) video game instead I think data miners were looking at the game and they found that boss in particular and apparently it had a whole bullet hell sequence that oh. was cut out maybe for, I don't know if it was for time or for budget. Kishimoto! But <laughs> what's interesting about that is that it would have established the end as yes. a, you know, a sort of bullet hell. You you would have gotten like baby bullet hell before you got to big bullet hell. Well, you got the hacking. Yeah. Right, with the a hacking. little bit of it. <laughs> But man, oh my god. Right. What a bizarre addition. Like, this game is kind of kitchen sink, but I did not expect that. I secretly like I like the fact that they throw something weird and different at you at the end. It feels like a very sonic thing to begin with. Uh I mean the I, I like the Titans. They they give Supersonic something to do. But if you think about the history mm. of uh Sonic endgames, right? Like in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, you learn how to play Sonic. Yes. And then the very last level, Doomsday Zone, it's just, it's a different sort of mechanic, right? You're flying. You think about Sonic Adventure 2, mm. you've learned three playstyles, but then Final Hazard is, is different. Yeah. It's random, they, they throw yeah. random things at you. So instead of being like, okay, here's the Titans, and you'll just do this for the rest of the game, they still throw something random at you at the end. Uh, I At the end with the end. I like that idea. I mean, I like uh, playing Bullet Hell sometimes anyway, so it was like, oh, this is a fun thing to do i i can understand some people getting weird about it but i 
I actually really enjoyed like the entire final sequence like the the last titan and then going to the end and just everything that's happening there i kind of i kind of enjoyed it i i'm with you i enjoyed it too i think my only counterpoint is that those previous examples you gave are quite cinematic yeah so so the thing about the end is like it's sort of as if you were forced to play pac-man or something (laughs) for final boss (laughs) are you okay with that yeah everybody loves sonic the ikaruga yeah, like from a like gameplay perspective, I did enjoy that fight. Uh, you know, it was kind of a difficulty spike, but like, you know, and maybe they could have set it up a little better by having like instances of that kind of gameplay prior to that that had ramped up in difficulty a little bit, like leading to that. That's why I brought up the tank. I think that that's what the original plan was, yeah. was that it was going to ease you into it slowly so that when you get to the, when you get to the end, yeah. um, you would have seen a lot of this before. But instead, if, since the tank bullet hell sequences were cut out, that means that the only other sequences prior to that were the hacking sequences. So it, the buildup was much shorter than what it was intended to be originally. And I think that the biggest villain in this game is probably the lack of budget. You can sort of, from everything that I've heard, I haven't finished the game, but so tell me if I'm wrong, but everybody I've heard talk to say, says that the game holds up pretty well, but then you can sort of see where the budget starts to fall apart and they're starting to cut corners closer towards the end. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's what hurts yeah. the game more than anything. <laughs> it does feel like there are moments, uh, the game, uh, you have Sonic the Hedgehog talking. Oh, are really going to do this? Sorry, uh, my monitors died. Oh, there we go. Okay, so uh, at the very end, when Sonic's flying in space, you hear him talking, and you don't know who he's talking to, but it seems like he's talking to the Ancients, but there's there's just the one Titan and Sage is in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Help uh, me, but Ancients! Then, right, but then, then the actual like description of what to do to fight the end says, oh, the Titans, plural. Like, there is the yes. sense that the end... Yeah. The ending sequence was maybe one was supposed to be a bit more cinematic, as in the other Titans are flying around. Who knows if you were going to switch who's oh, shooting that or, been dope. or whatever? Like mm-hmm. some like mm-hmm. there was clearly something else that was meant to happen and it was cut. And so what what you have there is like oh yeah, there is the 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 weird but neat uh, monologue from the end and like the the cutscene that follows, which you see anyway in normal mode. Like I I enjoy that, but I guess there was definitely something more that was supposed to happen that just is missing. And I don't know. Yeah. Everything, everything after chaos Island just starts to feel like extra hack together. And I mean, you know, I know everybody's talked about like the stuff of like the map reuse and all of that kind of thing, but like, there's also just like huge gaps in the cutscenes, Like, like the way that Sonic gets to the fourth Island and gets to the fifth Island is like, not, acknowledged right. and in fact nobody even acknowledges that they are different islands at all uh and and uh it's just yeah it just becomes a case where it starts to feel like they kind of had to string some stuff together to account for something that's missing or or just that they they it wasn't their original plan do you think that like it it's maybe not budget but just like time management project management I think I think that they only have access to certain parts of the de- development team at certain times because they're sharing them. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a core Sonic team, and then there's all the other developers that they bring in. And so I just think it's at certain times it's like, well, 
we can't make any new maps because the map guys are not working on this game anymore. We can't make any new cutscenes because the cutscene people are not doing this. We've already recorded all the dialogue, so we can't record any new dialogue. So what can we do? Well, we can. The core team can build more things out of Sonic Lego blocks, uh, and we can add more keys. <laughs> you know, we can put more hearts uh, on the, at the end of right. more grind I mean, rails. There uh, is evidence yeah, yeah, yeah. because islands one four and five were meant to all be together at one point and i think there there's like something commented out in the code for the people who've been diving in that points that there was a completely different fourth island and i guess they must have just not had Mm -hmm. time which is even weird (gasps) to think about because oh yes oh yes it digs deeper When, when you consider that azuka you know one of one of the more recent interviews he said Sega wanted this out last year. I had to fight to delay. I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, and I think that's exactly the case. Can you imagine oh, that what that would have been? That would have been the exact no. time. Ah, yeah. <laughs> what have they done? They had a whole other year, and this is this is what they come up with. Look. Yeah, but a whole other year doesn't mean much if only ten people can work on it. <laughs> I feel like there was a certain point with most modern Sonic games, and I want to say it was after Generations, probably around Lost World, where where Sonic games lost the budget that they had, and you can sort of tell because it's really up. Oh, after yeah, it was generations. After, gener- after I would, no, I, would honestly- I would say. Yeah, it's when they lost that Mario and Sonic money. Yeah. The- Mario and <laughs> yeah, Sonic yeah. sold a bajillion copies, and suddenly Sonic games all had big budgets. And then when those games stopped selling miraculously, Sonic game budgets all went down too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've only got two development teams at Sega now, right? Like, that was not the case. Right, yeah, they consolidated there. everything. There's Yakuza and everyone else is basically the... Uh, yeah, the like... The- they can say all they want about how they had to make this game for five years, but a lot of these developers worked on Sakura Wars, so like they yeah. were not working on this game for and five I think years. That, like, oh. I honestly um, think that if this game uh, had not, if Izuka had not begged for an extra year, we probably would be looking at an 06 situation with this. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm glad they were able to get that extra year because yeah, the game would not feel as I know it's like oh, it's a lot of disparate part parts that somehow come together, but yeah, it wouldn't just feel cohesive. I don't know if Sonic would feel as good to play. You think about all those those leaked reports about how bad it felt to play back in like 2019. Mm-hmm. That could have been what we were stuck with. Like, even though you know, oh, you know, like the, the mo- uh, like I miss the fact Sonic doesn't have the same momentum on, on the ground and stuff. It's like, but Sonic, as a whole, in the open world, he is fun to play. He's fun to move. I, I like the attacks more than i thought i would because it's like oh why do i want sonic to shoot things out of his hands but you know in the in the middle of it all i don't mind it i like it i'm having a good time so it's just but if if we were handed the game that they were working on in 2019 i i yeah it would be such a big (laughs) mess and i don't i don't even know what they would do after that i described it as five drunks leaning on each other and somehow managing to go forward. Can I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to, and to speak more of the combat that you were just saying, like I had a full arc mm. with this thing where like, if you read my comments on this game, I was the number one in opposition of this combat of this, like Bayonetta. I just thought it was reaching for something that they'd never be able to deliver on. And then when I actually played the game, I was sort of like, eh, <laughs> I actually kind of like this, <laughs> you know, like mm. it was just, it was just kind of broken. <laughs> I genuinely yeah. dig the combat. I, I do. Yeah. It's like just kind of fun. It's all right. 
Yeah. The combat's all right. Uh, here we go. It's it's the arc. Look, He's going through it at the end. You're going to buy allowed, three copies of this game I've when we're done. I've been through my arc already. I've already... <laughs> you've seen me slowly crumble uh, on the text chat. I guess... I've been through my arc. The combat is okay. But it reminds me... It, because it reminds me of better games. But And I will say as well, and I was going to say this earlier on, but you guys just kept fucking chatting. Away, is that when you... Uh, it's always fun to sideloop a guy up in the yeah, air and hit fun. with your yes. attack, right? That's yeah. that's always great. Mm-hmm. That feels good. But then I don't thematically. I'm not feeling the like the the guile fucking sonic boom like kick thing you do. But it but it works and yeah. it kind of like it it's just all works. okay. But it doesn't. What it is just the works. Point but of it's it not. It? I don't yeah. know. You barely use the sonic boom one anyway. No, it's for the balloon guys. Yeah, you have all these moves, and for the most part. It just like like you have all the high damage moves, and so once you get them, you only use those and not the regular punch because it sucks. But yeah. like, what is the distinction? Like, they're all just they're all just canned animations that do a bunch of damage. Is there any purpose to doing one over the other other than just you pick them, the one that does the most the really. damage and then work your way down? I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to it, to be honest. They really entertain a four-year-old if you mix them up. Well, it's, it's hard. There it's, is. I was so overleveled that it didn't really matter what. Like everybody died so yeah. fast that I wasn't really absorbing what the moves were doing, or like if they even had uh, damage ratios. Or... Even I, at three hours in, was so overleveled to the point where like anything died in like three. I appreciate and I'm trying to do different squid. combat techniques and moves and i definitely appreciate that because that shit would be cool to draw in the books quite frankly <laughs> it, it is cool it yeah. kind of works <laughs> well yeah and, and john you bring up something really interesting that i didn't think about and if i if i put my edgelord hat on for a second i think that something that could have made the combat feel weightier is if there was any any emotion tied to any of these boss fights like if you had to fight shadow and you had this combat system yeah. i yeah. might really dig that yeah but what if it was to fight a crab for the eighth time? Yeah. <laughs> They're just interchangeable robot baddies. Like, did Dr. Robotnik... No, no, wait, yeah, who, are, are they the ancients? Robot. No, they're... Yes, it's the ancients' yeah. defense system. Yeah, what, whatever. You think about it's it, this is the first game, I think, ever, where you don't really fight... Eggman or any of his bosses or most of his robots. This is all technology. That's right. Eggman yeah. is literally sealed away right in the prologue, so you don't really interact with him at all. I want to like let's let's talk about the story at this point. We're kind of we're kind of there. We uh, there's a lot like like the game itself. It, we know we know there's trackable changes to like it was at one point about Sonic having amnesia. That was rewritten there's evidence of you know other changes with like in the egg memos where a lot of the references or a lot of like the story development for Eggman's relationship to sage it's all happening in the egg memos um i don't know just like how do how do you how do you feel about like the ancients the robots the designs i kind of want to maybe we maybe we're past designs but i that is something i wanted to talk about at some point or at least josh just give you the like credit that like yeah the game i don't think anybody would argue that the game <laughs> doesn't look like shit, it looks like shit. and Thank bo you. solved it with like the cyberspace should have just been i'm okay if green hill is always the tutorial stage but then the rest yeah. of it should have just been the city the new yeah. fucking thing at different yeah. times of day that matches whatever time of day it is in the open zone cool mm-hmm. 
and then whatever. But the story, it seems like a lot of things that maybe don't come together. Uh, it, I don't know that it yeah. actually makes complete sense. The pieces of it were interesting. When I was seeing the kind of spoilers and then, because I, I, I didn't get, I got a few hours in and I said, fuck this game. But I watched the cutscenes on YouTube and I'm like, oh shit, the, the ancients, they look like chaos. Whoa, that's crazy. And then, you know, in the, in the prequel animation, Knuckles is island and it's like affiliated with the ancient technology is that the same ancients from west side island oh my god they get into some deep sonic the hedgehog fucking lore uh and then and then no they're not and so it just it yeah i was like okay cool they've made it look like chaos what where's that gonna go and it didn't go anywhere it just kind of it's very self-contained everything is self-contained yeah i think that it wasn't meant to be completely self-contained I think that originally it was probably all going to tie together. And that was a, from what I understand from reading, um, from what I understand from reading other articles about it is that the, there was a plot that was given. And then like Ian wrote the dialogue around that plot. It's very similar to what I do personally when I work on the Disney stuff, because I'm not allowed to change the story, but I have to, I do have to, write the dialogue and make sure that everything works in English and that the characters sound like how how Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck or Uncle Scrooge are supposed to sound like to American ears or English speaking ears. So I kind of get that. And I've run into situations where like we've got a plot and then the plot suddenly there's this thing that exists that doesn't make any sense. And we're going to have to change it for our version in order to make it palatable, I guess, more or less. And I kind of feel like there's bits and pieces of that here like speaking as somebody who does that for a living i can i can see it i i get it um i think that there's probably a lot of stuff story-wise and production-wise that we're just playing not privy to um and you just kind of have to assume how things were supposed to go or how things might have fallen apart or blotty 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 what i will find what i do find interesting and we brought this up in the chat um is that the ancients in particular a lot of stuff is cobbled from other places. The names of the ancients that I don't think that's ever been mentioned in regular Sonic before, but that was in Boom. Like that, that's that's the whole plot of Rise of Lyric is that there were these ancients that existed well before everything else. So it's interesting to see that brought into here, and it makes me wonder if there's just like a set lore that Izuka's working off of that we just haven't been able to explore until now. Well, I I, I think the ancients and in- Boom weren't necessarily oh, they the same weren't. kind of ancients that we see here. They no, weren't. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying but just like, like the, vague the idea. idea or the name that, that something like that existed has been done in other Sonic spinoffs before. That's all I'm bringing up. That's right. all I'm saying. Right. I mean, yeah, it does bring in a lot of things. I mean, Sonic at one point says, let's do it to it. Of course, canonizing, I think, Princess Sally in that moment. To Duck's point, though, Sticks is in now. So Right. So there's been, there's been some stuff in previous games that have referenced ancient civilizations. Um like in Sonic Advance 3, uh, like the Gizoid or whatever is, or I guess right. so that's Sonic yeah. Battle. 
But like the, the robots were made by something called like the fourth great civilization. Oh yeah, that, then... was Sonic, that was Sonic Battle and Sonic Chronicles, which is like the one game that's no longer in continuity. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Chronicles made the choice to explain that the fourth great civilization was actually the Nocturnus clan, the Echidnism. Right, there is still a fourth great civilization, although I guess technically if you translate the Japanese, it's a bit more vague, like, oh, it's one of the four great, like, oh, well, what does that mean? Uh, it, I think it's so much easier to just say fourth grade civilization. Sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there's always been uh, ancient civilizations running around. Um, like we don't, we don't exactly know like where the ancients coming to to Earth, Sonic's it's Earth uh, aligns with like the last time uh, Dark and Light Gaia fought with each other. Like, oh, how did the the temples from Unleashed, when were they built? Because if the emeralds were brought to Earth from space, like, the temples couldn't have existed before then, Mm -hmm. could they have? There's some dialogue that implies, like, oh, maybe the ancients are the ones who put together Knuckles' shrine. Uh, But but it's like, well, the emeralds still had to, like, do things, especially if if the Gizoid, if Emerald destroyed his civilization and the implication is it might have involved an Emerald, one of the Chaos Emeralds, if not all seven. Like, there's, there are things... Yeah, isn't the whole conceit of the Master Emerald is that the Master Emerald was already on the planet and the Chaos Emeralds were attracted? Yes. It drew them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was was worried that this game was going to give, like, a definitive origin of the Chaos Emeralds because one of the things I like about Sonic is that we don't have origins for specific things we don't have the first meeting of sonic and eggman we don't know where how the chaos emeralds were formed yeah even though they said oh they're from space we weren't told the ancients forged them in the in the fires of mount right. or whatever like yeah this was dis- decidedly like, this was decidedly yeah. less george lucas than we were expecting right because th- mm. i think we can all agree <laughs> fellas that having sonic origins <laughs> is a terrible thing i'm going to go out on a limb here and i i'm going to say that i think that they probably originally did say that the ancients made the chaos emeralds and that uh they were politely guided into a slightly different direction by some of the other people in uh, the it, franchise it's possible I, I mean i i think people have been guided that's why there's no more two worlds. That's why me is the past. You know, like someone's someone's pushing me. Like, let's not overcomplicate. See, this, here's guys. the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to rant about this for a minute. There's a big, big problem <laughs> in Western media where you feel where a lot of writers feel the need to have to explain everything that doesn't necessarily need explaining. Um, and by that I mean, well, why was this made? Where did this come from? Um, and it kills the mystery and a lot of the intrigue that happens in a lot of different stories and whatnot. Um, and that's how you wind up getting stuff that's like super complicated and hard to get into, like 90s X-Men, which was just a minefield, or Archie Sonic, uh, <laughs> cough, cough, hack, hack. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'm glad that I was a little bit worried too about them saying that this is going to be the explanation I say that in quotes of the Chaos Emeralds and instead it kind of left us with more questions than it did answers so I can kind of appreciate that because if it had definitively up- <laughs> if it had definitively I think solved everything I think that that would have taken away from a lot of the mythos, but instead it sort of added to it. So I, I y'all, y'all's mileage may vary on that, but I kind of appreciated that we didn't get um, 
full answers on that. Yeah, it's it's pretty inoffensive, I think. The story the story in general doesn't really mm-hmm. recontextualize the world or its characters or the emerald. So it's it's all surprisingly kind of like if you like it, great. If you don't, it's easy to ignore. It's true. It's just sort of like another not- adventure the Chaos Emeralds went on at one point. You're like, "Okay, yeah, I mean, I knew it was involved with ancient civilizations, so sure, this yeah, it doesn't quite cohere, but neither do Adventure or Adventure Two or. I I will say that what the sto- what the story is really missing is any form of progression, where yeah, or, oh, yes, momentum, great. Hey, it's, you know, like, I think hey, I think when you compare when you compare to the games that people love the most in terms of like that building progression and escalation, Sonic Adventure One, Sonic Adventure Two, this game story is more of a flat line. Yeah, it's a flat line with two bumps in it. Yeah. I certainly felt like I was dying when I was... It, it does focus a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ. It... Oh, folks, I tell you what. Oh, love it. Game. Oh, boy. Flat line was my heart rate. hey <laughs> This is this is the thing about because the story is it's it perfectly fits the, the rest of the game everything about it everything about this game every aspect of it is just so safe and 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 wishy washy it's just they couldn't they didn't commit to fucking anything they're just like hey if you don't like the story don't worry about it, it doesn't matter hey if you don't like open world we got the boost levels hey if you don't like boost gameplay we just took all the fucking momentum and all the the gameplay out of it it's fine and if you don't like this if you don't like all that you can fish. Jeez. And you will fish. And if you don't like the game, you can turn it off. Everything's there for you. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank fucking Christ. Let me tell you something about this game. Let me tell you one thing about this game. The fishing about the fishing mini game is probably the purest. It's really part good. Of it. It's probably the most Sonic-like the experience. By virtue, no fuck all, that. fuck all that. But by virtue of. The one button gameplay, mm, Lord Nakamura. That's the real <laughs> reason he was arrested. Yeah. He'd be so proud. What you got to do? And was like one button, yeah. and they're like, no. <laughs> we had to bring it up. We had to bring it up, didn't we? Yeah. All right. I, this is sort of a, an adventure reunion, right? Because it's just the core characters minus C one hundred and two, and I guess you could replace him with with Sage, because she is sort of meant to be like. Oh, we hmm. have to talk about Sage. We have to talk about Sage. Yeah. Sage. Is the Jesse Jesse from Toy Story of this game this this weird this weird floating little baby ghost who like who like learns how to love somehow except it's all off screen the most and and a few of us were talking yeah. about this the funniest sequence is the flashback yes. where like the sad music plays yes it is uh, without I thought they were joking I thought someone made it like for a tip or something. <laughs> but it's like but it's like a sequence a, a sequence like that only exists as evidence you're supposed to justify your character development with this flashback this montage every movie every kids movie does this there's the montage where you see the mm. character growth in real time and you are reminded ah this is the journey i went on mm. in this game it is literally just eggman and her Standing around <laughs> in the same like, spot, uh, yep. father, father, to have yeah. Brothers. When can I, like, father? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> There's a whole world to see Get me out of this crazy computer world, dude. It is crazy. The ending song is insane. Where she's like, "Father, I hope I made you proud." <laughs> <Yeah>. It's crazy. <laughs> it's 
Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Sam, I liked your theory too that uh, this game is, uh, it's all about lockdown in the pandemic. Oh, yes. Everything's a metaphor for COVID. It actually makes me like it more when you put it like that. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. It's like everybody is like, they're all alone and depressed and, uh, you know, they can't see each other. So they have to just talk to each other over Zoom. Um, yeah. It's not really the same. It's kind of like, you know, it's not the same as really hanging out. And like Amy's like, yeah. you know what? Now they've had time to think, maybe I want to date other people. And Knuckles is like, when this is over, I'm going to travel. Uh, you know, it's really insane. Okay, okay. This is, this is my springboard. This is the one thing I want to like soapbox about a little bit, which is the the, the character writing in this, in this game. Oh, do it. And so there, I've seen a lot of do praise it. for the character writing in this game. And as you guys know, I'm very on the fence about it. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it really doesn't. But something I want to highlight for me personally is that no matter how well written the characters are in this game, they do not feel like themselves. Like one bit. Like I I think a lot about how Sonic is as a character and what makes him appealing. One of the things about him that is super appealing to me, he's not a thoughtful guy. He is very carefree. It's very jarring to see him in this game telltales like hey buddy do you want to talk about your insecurities like it's very (laughs) strange it it's it's like goku suddenly caring about like his sons or something (laughs) it's it's it it, yeah it is fucked it makes him a better it (laughs) makes him a better person but not a better better character if that makes sense where it's like the turtles going to michelangelo for advice it's just it's so familiar like to to anybody who's read the comics and i don't even just mean flynn's parts of the comics but it's just like this take on sonic where sonic is like brash but he's like a team player and he really cares about his friends like this is like all the way back like to archie sonic and sad am and all of this all of that stuff like that's that view of the character (laughs) It's insane to me because Sonic as a character, to me, if you were like, Sonic, I want to talk about my feelings, he'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to run away. I'm going to use this springboard off of what you said to bring up something that I've been thinking for a long time. I'm and, and hear me out. I feel like Frontiers is an attempt to try and do Sonic 06, but right they still got it wrong. But if you think about 06, 06 was trying to do a lot of weird little character moments like how Frontiers is doing. 06 tried to put everything in a more realistic setting like Frontiers is doing. 06 was doing this thing where you had like all of the characters, you don't necessarily, um, you don't, they, you don't necessarily play them in full, but each section is interacted or interspersed with them similar to how you would switch over to different characters for 06. There's so many weird parallels. And even then, where you said, like, the characters don't feel quite like themselves, in 06, Shadow, for example, actually got character development, but then the, the whole damn game writes itself out of existence, so that never actually happened. Um, and they, as a sense, it's kind of like Archie Sonic, as you said, where the characters feel like these warped mirror versions of themselves, sort of. Um, and I feel like that's the direction that they were going with this game. I feel like they've wanted to do 06 or bring it in the direction of 06 for the longest time, but they just didn't. Um, and that's how you wound up with like stuff like Colors or Lost World, which was just goofy. This is the first time that they tried to be serious with a game since then. I think you're totally right. 
I think you're totally right. And I think that they are going for that pathos and that gravitas with this character. Like that is a hundred percent what they want. And I think that in that regard, it is very successful. And like, that's where I'm like, okay, for what you're going for, like a hundred percent, you did a good job. But for me, I think the big thing that does for Sonic is it kind of um, sands down his edges. And now he has no flaws where I'm just like, well, if he's okay to talk about his emotions all the time and he's just a responsible guy who likes a occasional joke, he's just kind of generic, like kind of a generic action hero, which again is totally fine. And if that's the take moving forward, it is what it is, but it does disappoint me slightly to be like, Oh, you didn't lean into this character. What makes him unique, which is that he sort of doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. The UK people want Sonic to be a bit of a bastard. Yeah, we just want him to yeah. be a dick all day, every day. Well, he well think about it's not even think about, about his idol. UK his shit, idol man. animation in Sonic One is for him to tap his foot and look at you in a he's judgmental way, like yeah. Off. But that he's was when Sonic was a teenager, and now Sonic is forty. <laughs> yeah. He's just grown up. I can see, it. and and honestly, by the end, I was sort of I was sort of okay with the take. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, and it it does work, and I think. For me, like, Knuckles sounds too smart at times. Amy sounds... I don't even know what to make about Amy. And Tails is, like... Tails Ugh. is very self-aware, like, in a, in a weird writerly way. But I think that overall, especially with Eggman and Knuckles, they work pretty well in the game. Yeah. I think the biggest the biggest vibe that I had about this story, like, uh, I was generally cool with the character writing. I, I wasn't super hot on the direction of a lot of those cutscenes, and sometimes it kind of felt like either the way they were acted or the way they were animated sort of like was not really a hundred percent in line with what was in the script. Like it made it a little jarring. I just think like the big thing for me though, is that like whatever you're feeling about all those scenes with Sonic and his friends, it's like, they are all filler. It's all filler. It has nothing to do with the story. It's like empty space that was left for Ian Flynn to fill in. And he filled it in with what worked, but like, it reminded me so much of when I was playing the most recent Ratchet and Clank game. And like, whenever you're on a planet, there's always a conversation that happens between the two main characters on that planet that just fires randomly as you're progressing through the planet. So they have something to talk about. So it'll be like, Oh, here's the planet where the robot talks about how they're lonely. Or here's the planet where like they talk about like their childhood or here's the planet where they talk about friendship. Cause it just has to be a conversation that doesn't connect to the environment in any way. So it's like the writer's chance to be like, okay, well, I got to just do some character work here. But it's like, I got to do character work and nothing is happening to these characters in the story. So there's no action to bounce off of. They're just literally like trapped in a void thinking about their feelings. So everybody just has therapy for an hour. It's, you know, like, because there's nothing else to talk about. And I know that like some people have mixed feelings about like the references to past games and stuff, like how often they like bring it up. But it's like if they didn't talk about past games, they would have literally nothing to say. <laughs> so, like, I I don't mind the tone of the writing. But, you know, like, what would be cool is if the cutscenes in your game were about the story of the game. Like, if if Sonic was, like, you know, a cutscenes where he, like, learned things about the ancients or about the islands or, like, he explored some ruins. Or, like, he observes the Cocos doing something and has a thought about that. But it's always just, like, you go to Amy. Amy just tells you a bunch of stuff. 
and then you go to Amy and Amy just tells you a bunch of stuff and you go to Amy and it's just like, uh, I feel like they did the best they could, but that that is a very suboptimal way. Well, to I think that also boils game. back to what was being it circles back rather to what was being said about whether or not the story itself was pared down at some point. Um, because if all, if there's a stark difference between the character cut scenes the egg memos and the actual stuff where story comes in there's sort of like a three-way split between how those are totally and if you look at it Mm -hmm. if you really really think about it from a production angle if the story was pared down and the egg memo stuff i think i think the egg memo stuff is like the strongest characterization oddly enough and it's funny to me how it's sequestered away from everything else very similar to how rosalina's story was sequestered away from Mario galaxy totally it's, it's optional. optional but mm-hmm. in my mind that stuff was kind of like really neat to see from eggman's perspective character design wise and again eggman doesn't have a big presence in this game anyway so that was a way to really get him in there was just to hear him his thoughts and on stuff but i, I digress i digress anyway yeah. No, it's interesting. There's it's interesting. there's very obviously if you look at those three aspects, you can tell that things were probably meant to go in one direction. They went in another and probably what my guess is between the differences between the dialogue in the Japanese version and the dialogue in the American version because if I if I'm right, this one was done backwards. Um Ian's stuff was adapted with, I think Kishimoto tried to translate it and had a really, really hard time translating like the nuances in Ian's writing. Whereas before, like, I think the Lost World scenario was the first time that Pontac and Griff actually created a scenario themselves. Um, but it was, it, it's a similar aspect. Um, I think that the story kind of got truncated and Again, it also has to do with budget, too, because remember, we were just talking about, well, there's certain things that we can do and we can show, but time and budget are a factor. So if we can't do this anymore, we've got to cut it down or pare it down in a way that is going to work. So I think they opted probably, my guess, this is me guessing, um, to focus on like the little character moments between Amy or the character moments between Tails or the character moments with Knuckles to sort of make it feel like there's a, a bigger thing there, but the actual story itself got truncated. That's what I, that's what I think happened. I just wish that the the scenes, some of the scenes would like connect to the present. Like maybe they were talking about guessing what's up with Sage or what happened to Eggman, how they got in the situation. If like at one time Amy mentions Tails, but for the most part, the game references other games, but it seems very disconnected. So it's easy to believe that it was really sequestered like that. Right, because you, you do have, like, story structure-wise, just in the middle, a big lore dump, which you would think, oh, maybe that would be scattered more because there's the hints that they're going to scatter it more. And when you have, like, the one main flashback uh, on the first three islands, like, oh, I guess we're going to get more of that, but instead it's just, here's everything yep. at once. Yeah, let me ask yeah. you guys something. Is it weird that they focus so much on the Coco and not the Ancients in this game? I mean, they're all, it's sort of all one and the same, though, you know? I mean, but they're not. But, I mean, the Cocos 
are, are an active thing. Like they're <laughs> there, they seem to be the the residents of the island. They're alive. So if if the island is in trouble and there's weird things going on, and you know, so- Sonic Sonic wants to help people for the most part. I'm gonna look at it from a. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be cynical and look at it from a marketing aspect. Um, the co- the Coco are cute. People have been begging for them to do more Chow Gardens for years. Is Izuka literally joked about that in advertisements? And you're probably going to get more engagement and love from people on the Coco than you would on these weird chaos knockoffs if you focused on them too much. Totally. I guess it, it's just weird to me that we have four four kind of hero pilots that we never spend any time with. They could they could have easily had parallels with our four main heroes, but they don't. So by the time you see them for the first time in those flashbacks, you're like, oh, there were four pilots. And that's what makes me th- that's what makes me think that the, that the story was pared down, and that's why we got what well, something got cut. We we're never going to be privy to it. We're never going to be privy to that. Let's just be honest. But it's one of those things where you can just kind of, if you really, really look at it and you look at the strings and what people have data mined, um, it just makes sense. I think also it's like there's a lot of things in the story where you might ask yourself, why are these here? And why, why is this like this? And then you're like, because that's what it was like in Zelda. It's like there are four pilots because there are four divine beasts. Yeah, yeah that's there the real answer. Like, like yeah. and then they run a thing around it to make it make sense in a different way or whatever. But like that's that's the answer. Uh, and I mean like also because the Koroks need to be a collectible so they can't be like full size dudes and also then you'd have to animate them. Like it's I think Sonic Team is like honestly normally pretty good about scope on their projects and like uh understanding what they can and can't do. And I think they could probably understand that like, hey, we can't populate these islands with lots of elaborate npcs or stuff but we can have these little mysterious rock guys and then and then we can have you know the two elders or whatever i don't know what exactly their deal is like narratively but it seems like the elder when you talk to him he is the elder from the flashbacks and he remembers better than other things but he says like i don't really remember everything about my life anymore like a lot of it is gone I think, you know what I think? I think that the Elder Coco and the Hermit Coco are there as stand-ins for, you're, you're basically exploring, theoretically, four very empty, four or five very empty islands, right? Um, and the Coco are meant to represent villagers or villages. Now, you, if this is a pastiche of Breath of the Wild, then Breath of the Wild had villages and people that you interacted with. You're obviously not going to be able to get that in the game. So instead, it turns out, it, it flips it on its ear and makes the villagers the collectathons. And then you take them to the hermits and the elders, and that's where you get your quote unquote village interactions with on each individual island. Um, so it's sort of, it's a way of very slyly killing two birds with one stone. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. And the quest, like the quest decides the same way, like collecting the memory tokens, right? It's just like the memory token collectible quests. That's like what, you know, quests in most open world games are. As you talk to an NPC, they tell you to go do a thing. You go do a thing, you come back. It's just like, but in this game, it's like, well, we have one kind of quest. It's collect memory tokens and give them to your one friend on the island. And so now all quest lines are 
like they're abundant, but they're also all the same. And they all we only have to have one NPC and the same kind of like cutscene animation like each time. Uh-huh. It's like a scope production thing. Maybe maybe I missed this, yeah, but do they call them memory tokens in the game then? They do. And remember, it was originally, I think, supposed to be a story about Sonic having amnesia, so the memory token is probably just a leftover. Like like Breath of the Wild. Right, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that, because then you would have had a game where 80% of the time nobody knew who they were and, and just acted out of... Yeah. I'm pretty sure... Save oh, just like, oh, everyone, it doesn't matter how we write it, because nobody has their memories, and... I, I much would rather have little character moments, even if sometimes they feel a little disconnected because it just, I don't know. I like, I like, I like the fact that there is the, the mandatory bits and then all the little side bits that you can ignore if you want, but you can mm-hmm. go to them. I, I feel like it, it, it adds a layer. It makes it more interesting. I, I like it. I, it's not like everything's perfect, but overall, I think I like the way, that everyone's sort of coming across here in this moment in this game considering especially everything that came before like over the last decade regarding these characters especially especially forces like like it feels like net positive yeah well this is what it means when we talk about like the idea of like you know like a salvage job or like you know a game that they managed to fix like uh you know like yeah, it does seem like they had this plot in place where everybody had amnesia. It kind of seems like maybe even Sage also had amnesia because you give her memory tokens and the early leaks said that she helped you during boss fights. Uh, but like um, the, you know, like maybe they changed that because it sucked. Like it's just <laughs> like maybe they added all that stuff into the open world because the open world was boring, right? Like, like uh, right. yeah, you kind of see the cracks of the things that have been kind of hacked together in this game, but it's like part of what redeems this game is like, well, but they did the best they could to make the game better. And like those things probably were all an improvement. No, it's all, it all kind of, yeah, comes together like in a weird and an oddly satisfying way. (laughs) It's the first game in a while where I'm really thinking like, okay, just one more. Totally. It's addictive. I will say that I prefer this story to, uh, I will say that I, in story wise, I prefer this one to like Forces or especially Lost World, which was just as bare bones as hell. Um, forces in particular mm-hmm. try to do seriousness, but it was so cheesy. And that's how you wind up with Knuckles saying lines, well, this is war and that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> he, he led 80% of his forces to death and they lost contact with the other. Tw- he Knuckles, of all the therapy that happens in this game, he never sits back and goes, I led thousands of people to their death. Maybe I should. And his memory token are medals. Medals that I, he gave himself for a failure of a, of a war campaign. Like, what's going on there? I, we need to... His Coco mutiny against him, too. <laughs> when I was playing the Knuckles sequences, as someone who didn't play Forces, I was like, what the hell? Why is he acting like a general? This is the weirdest fucking take on Knuckles I've ever seen. And Sam had to gently come in and be like, oh, he was a general in force. That is a weird sentence to say. He was a general in force. Yeah, the the game does a lot of work to justify forces maybe too much like it spends like a lot of time to like being like tails being like i'm oh, wild my least favorite thing and then knuckles being like I i'm our it. general and then uh eggman yeah it's just move it's forward guys just not, move forward even baldy mcnose hair gets a shout out 
Yeah. I think it does a lot to justify a lot of stuff because I was not expecting to see a deadly six mention at all in the game. Um, you get like that little goofy ass right. part in the knuckle section where you get a flashback that's literally a screenshot of Sonic 3, um, which I thought was hilarious. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's okay. not a fan. It's, it's not, not it feels like it's the wrong screenshot though. It's right, like, it right. connect to what he's remembering. Again, it was like the baby song. I thought it was a joke. But I think that a lot of that was I, I I do think that a lot of that was trying to justify forces, but I think a lot of it was also trying to be like, okay, this is things a lot of people have complained about previously. Let's see if we if we've got the space, may as well use it to try and rectify it. But I do agree with Matt. Um, in that I would prefer to see them move a little bit forward from this point on, but I don't mind them looking back and actually taking the time to try and explain or fix some of those inconsistencies, because if you don't, they stand out and then everybody still complains about them. So it's kind of a lose-lose. It's kind of a lose-lose situation either way. Um, or, Or rather, maybe I should say it's more of you have to figure out a balance that works with that. Yeah, the Sonic 3 screenshot, that's what I was going to say. It's its just obviously wrong. Um, they said, oh, this reminds me of the ruins. Then it's just like picture of a knuckle chuckle. And it's like, oh. <laughs> no, yeah. no ruins there, just the knuckle chuckle. Um, yeah, it feels like it should have been a screenshot of either like the ruins in Sonic Adventure 1, or it should have been Marble Garden Zone or something. We're coming up on two hours. Should we say something about the music? I, it needs to come out on Spotify until I can make up my mind. Uh, I, I didn't like the overall direction of like, the, I could have used a little bit of more uh, more zest in my step in the open world themes. Uh, the Zelda Breath of the Wild inspired, I don't know, wasn't totally doing it. For me, cyberspace a little better, but the supersonic boss themes were really, really fun. I'm super into it. The ending credits themes, including Vandalize, I was already on board with Vandalize. We love it. <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack that you can piece together from YouTube uh, at work for the last two weeks, and I think it's great. It's, it can't compete with 20 years of nostalgia from the previous games, but give it some time. You're going to be humming. This is where data is stored, where we manage to store and control in no time. Right on, man. Look, I'll, I'll even say that the cyberspace music was pretty good. Like, it's not even my kind of thing, but I liked it, man. It was, it was, uh, it was up to date. Like, imagine that. They're actually on fucking current... Tri- it's like, let's remake a game from five years ago, but at least the music sounds like it came out this year, you know? At least that's, like, up-to-date. That, which is kind it of gave nice. me, especially the vocal tracks for Cyber Stage, the yeah. Cyberspace stages, were Sonic R. It's <laughs> right? some weird weird dance music with... Yeah, I never uh, thought about that. Yeah, with uh, female vocals. Weird lyrics. Yeah. It's that energy. A yeah. little touch of that, yeah little touch of that i also kind of liked um when you when i was fighting the aforementioned uh, dildo boss the um the kind of well, the first time round you get that kind of cool uh tron ass mu- you know synth wave music comes in i was like yeah all right yeah evil computer music i'm into it um but the rest of the time it's just sad piano and it? it's just fucking <laughs> I'm not into it mate. sam smith yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i wish it was adele yeah it's just sam smith adele could Fuck have been one shit. of the characters standing on the island if you talk to her 
Ah. Could have been anything. I would have liked anything else other than stuff I've we still, seen. Before. We, we, nice. You yes. know what? I just realized we never got that. Uh, Even Adele. Remember those screenshots of that, uh, not, uh, or the pictures of the the archaeologist that was supposed to be on those Starfall Islands that Sonic was. We never got. Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. Cut, cut for time. Yeah, the purple hat woman. We never learned she was an archaeologist, and we were never oh, told true. that she was in this right. game. But uh, I saw I saw Flynn on Twitter doing his knowing grin thing or whatever I mean, it is that he does uh, when people mention it. So I think she's but just. But it'd be for weird else. if she's. Te- what else is she teasing? I don't. Well, well just it's like for another game or maybe the comic or uh, a cartoon or something. I don't. Probably the next game. They're working on the next oh, game. Oh, you know I know they, they were. I know they. I know they start the next game before they finish the the, the last one. <laughs> Ultimately, I hope that this leads. I hope that the success of Frontiers because it has regardless of if it's got a 73 metacritic it hasn't been perfect but it has been a success you can make the argument for that i hope that it leads them to get a bigger budget and a little bit more time or rather more people working on sonic i think it will i think the sales in japan are what's going to do it yeah i think that the lesson that they'll take away which is my favorite lesson is Hey, you were able to make a thing that sold with that much money? Great. We don't need to give you any more of that. Um, <laughs> and now do it faster because you've already you've got, already got you know, a groundwork here to build off of. So now you won't need I guess money. I'm the, the odd person out here, but this is one of my least favorite Sonic soundtracks ever. No, you're not the I odd person out. No, because I, don't I haven't str- commented I, on the soundtrack, I but I think that while the soundtrack itself is good and workable, it is not one of the catchiest ones. I found... Um, I think yeah. that the cyberspace stages have some of the more catchier music, but for the most part, as far as melodies go that you remember and that stick in your head, um, that's not really here. And because you, I'm right there with you, because you exactly. spend so much time in the open world and it's a lot more subdued music, um, it's not what you're used to with a Sonic game. This is why it fits the game, though. This is why it fits the game is that none of it really stands out, yet it all kind of works. <laughs> I just, if there's no saxophone, I, I just got to take down a few points. That's how I judge myself. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with you there. And if you're talking about orchestral music, like, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with the open zone music. Like, they're going for a vibe and that's fine. But, like, just in terms of music to listen to, like, I don't think it's as good as the orchestral music in Sonic Unleashed. I don't think it's yeah. as good as the orchestral music in Sonic Boom. Like, like, it's just very, very ambient, which, like, again, you know, is the vibe. But it's just, like, why I would never say Breath of the Wild had great music compared to previous Zelda games either. It's, like, a choice to downplay the music, and, like, that's fine, but, uh, yeah. But the supersonic fights, the supersonic fights. Uh, most people most people I've heard have heard that the, uh, the supersonic fights are where the game's best music sits. Um, yeah. And I could probably agree with that. If you like, if you like screamo, <laughs> then yes, absolutely. I, I, if you want to hear a man playing a kick drum with two feet at the same time? Um, I will never listen. listen to that stuff on my own, but it did get the blood pumping. <laughs> did you guys manage to do a quick side loop while you were supersonic, where you tie up the boss with yellow rope? Oh, yes, yeah, oh, try it out. They're they too crazy. They've all got a different thing. Um, I saw a few of them on Twitter, and by that point, I'd already done a couple of them so i was like oh man um but yeah it's cool <laughs> shit like the you can like ah oh no i'm i'm in shackles oh no and then the guy with a sword i think you can get him to like stab himself with his own sword or whatever it's cool yeah you can really fuck up these bosses with super Sonic. they're very anime 
Okay, so yeah, let's let's do final thoughts, right? There we are. Final I don't thoughts. Know, don't know where I got the idea. I think it's uh, uh, Matt. Why don't you you set the bar perfectly at seventy three on Metacritic? Do you feel prepared to lead us off on final thoughts for the game? So. You know, I set it low at 72 because I didn't have faith in this game. And I'm I'm pleased to say that, like, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this game. It is, uh, you know, it's not it's not my favorite Sonic game. But, you know, surprisingly, I think about it up there with uh, Generations and Colors and Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2, probably at the bottom of that list. But, like, the fact that it's even up near those titles at all is uh, really amazing to me. And I'm... I'm looking forward to where they take it next. There's there's tons of stuff that's fucked up in this game, but I just had fun playing it. So that's me. Lee. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what do you what are you what are your feelings about Sonic Frontiers? Yeah, the mid. <laughs> um no, no. So well no, but yes. Very, very six out of ten. Um yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's a game. Um, I think we've all said <laughs> it's, it's greater than the sum of its parts, or at least it's more addictive as a whole than any of it would be individually. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one to, like, give a judgment of, because none of it's particularly good. Um <laughs> but it's all just sort of fine and addictive all the same like i feel i feel like i'd have a lot more to say about what i'd want from sonic frontiers 2 than what yeah. i actually feel about sonic frontiers 1 because it's i mean we've, we've said it all um the overworld isn't really designed for platforming the platforming in the overworld isn't really platforming the combat is you know it's kind of fine you do your pokemon attacks and there's some satisfaction in that the cyberspace stages it's like yeah they're kind of fine the 3d ones and the 2d ones are like terrible and feel bad so it's yeah no, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not super enthusiastic about it, but I had a good time with it, just nonetheless because it's fun to run around and collect things. Fair, Bo. Inexplicably, the best game in twenty years. None of it works individually, but somehow it works together. I'm enjoying it even more on the replay. I hope that whatever magic they made work here, they don't fail on in the sequel by being, like fixing one part and making it better. John. Um, this, I fully agree with the notion that the sum of its parts are better than its whole. Um, I think that this is going to be one of those games where much like Unleashed, much like Colors, um, much like even Adventure 1 and 2, it's going to be judged entirely on what comes after it. Um, if they, they have the groundwork to make something far, far better if they squander it like they've done before, that's going to be on them. Um, Unleash to Colors, depending on how you feel about Boost, 
was a step up simply because it got rid of the werehog and it focused on what was the most fun aspect of it, which was boost. Most people here agree with uh, the sense that the open zone, well, probably not Josh, but most people agree that the open zone <laughs> stuff was well. is probably the best stuff that we've seen in any Sonic game. It doesn't work completely. It has definite problems, but it's been better than what we've gotten in Sonic games for a good long while. And the boost formula had quite frankly worn itself out. Forces was proof of that. I would like to hope that they do something that they build off of this with, I say, quote unquote, frontiers Two, whatever that may be. Um, They've got a formula that semi works. They just, now you've got, you've got the formula, you built it. We know what the problems are. Spend the next five years on whatever the next Sonic game is, fixing that and improving that. If they can do that, then I think we'll have a Adventure 1, Adventure 2 situation where hopefully things will be a step up rather than a step backwards. As a whole, I think that the game is a very solid 7 out of 10. Um, And I'm okay with that because other games prior have been far less, in my opinion. And that's, that's my thought. Sam! Um, what's that quote from The Simpsons? It's like they turned a potential Chernobyl into a mere three-mile island. It's like a slightly less, <laughs> a slightly less charitable version of kind of like that. Like, I feel like this game, this game is more fun than it is good, but, like, it is fun, and so that's good. Uh, it, you know? Like, Amen. Like, Amen. Uh, <laughs> you listen to yourself. <laughs> no, I think this is the honest answer. It's, like, a really pure kind of, like, six and a half or seven out of ten kind of experience where it's, like, uh, you know, um, it's a little more than the sum of its parts. Uh, the core stuff is fun, and all of the things that would be really annoying or irritating have been like quote unquote fixed in a kind of like quasi game breaking way, but that makes them more tolerable. It's like a very forgiving game. It's a game that's really happy to just uh, let you level up so that you can skip the combat or just make it so that you don't even have to do the combat. You don't even have to do the cyberspace levels. You don't have to do anything. You can collect 10% of the widgets. You just can focus on the stuff that you want to do. And that's fun. And, and it feels like by the end of the game, they understood, like, structurally how to make the open zone fun in a way that they did not at the start of the game. So I am curious to see what they do next. Uh, but yeah, like, for me, I like Generations and Colors, uh, which I know not everybody does. Uh, and so I would put this game kind of in a similar conversation with those ones where it's like, you know, a fun time, but not up to the level of the classics. Uh, but um, I just think it's very strange to have a Sonic game where its strengths are how it feels and its weaknesses are how it looks because it's kind of usually right. the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I uh, kind of find it because of that like difficult to place it. But I, I liked it. Uh, so what can you do? <laughs> Damn, well said. What can you do? <laughs> uh, let's go Josh next. Come on, Josh. You're, uh, it's like, do we save Josh for last or do we, I think Josh 
Josh, I feel like you're, been you're one ready. Over. I can smell it. Oh, mate. I've been, no, while you've been, I've been running through it in my head trying to think of like how I can phrase this. Um, I said the same things in the Sonic Origins episode, man. It's just not, it's not good enough. It's not enough for me. It's fine if it's enough for you. Yeah, but it's not enough for me. It, 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 it doesn't work. It doesn't grab me. I don't want to purchase this game. I don't want to play this game, even for free, which I did, dear listeners. Uh, I don't want to... F- I don't... This isn't... I don't want it. I don't want it. No, thank you. Polite, no... Th- actually, well, I say polite, no, thank you. I mean, I've been pretty fucking raucous about the whole situation, but basically, like, for me, yeah, okay. Every review I've seen, or every thought on it, and even you fellas tonight, well, you know, despite the glaring problems or omissions or whatever it's but i'm still somehow having fun not good enough this is the best game i've played since sonic adventure not good enough what so it took them 20 years to 24 years to make a game that's almost as good as sonic adventure not good enough rubbish (laughs) absolute rubbish pathetic it's fucking pathetic and you know what it's like it's like going to watch an elementary school play version of Shakespeare and my kid isn't even in it. And I'm just and I'm just I'm just watching these fucking children fumbling. Fumbling around. Are we doing the their best. Or is the game the kid? And they charge me fifty fucking quid to watch it as well. Pathetic. Absolutely fucking pathetic. Do you know what else? And this is going through my mind as well when I was watching it. Have you ever seen that movie Be Kind Rewind? That's a yeah. good movie, right? Yes. That's yeah. a good fucking movie, yes. right? Yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. It's like they it's like they saw Breath of the Wild and they saw other games of that ilk and they went, yeah, we've got like 20 bucks and uh, and some fucking paper mache and we'll just, uh, we'll just kind of make our own version. It's fine. Pathetic. Pathetic. Not good enough. <laughs> it's pathetic and it's not good enough. It fucking sucks. This game... <laughs> Wait, it was supposed to be heartwarming in the movie. In the movie, it's like, ah, oh, look at this. In the movie, yeah. It's <laughs> community fucking like, spirit. I'm in, you want to talk about community? I'm in the Sonic the fucking Hedgehog community, yeah? And I see people defending this fucking game. I see people not defending this game and still playing it. Can't understand mm. it. Pathetic fucking <laughs> bullshit game. No. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. Do better. Try harder. Frontiers 2, it bear, it, it needs to be better. It's not a fucking high bar, is it, mate? Really? Let's be honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you people. All of you people. <laughs> not just you. Not just you. Not you lovely, lovely gentlemen that I appreciate and adore and enjoy spending time with tonight. All of you people listening on the internet right now on fucking Twitter. <laughs> Let's go! I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Have higher standards. Purchase better quality products. Because that's all it is. It's a product. You're buying substandard products. And if you enjoy it, you're enjoying it despite yourself. Some of us bought it twice. Jesus <laughs> fucking... This is the fucking thing I'm talking about. It's because of you. They're going to keep making these fucking things, aren't they? They're going to keep fucking making them and it's your fault. It's just this game was the last this game was the last straw for Josh and it's only interesting in the sense that like it took a lot of straws. It took I a- did. I did. I defended Sonic 4. And here I am now. That was your like last. We've got to take that oh whole thing God. and pair it with the Gerald Robotnik footage from Adventure 2. <laughs> and like <laughs> 
All of you fucking what? people with your, all of you Twitter kids playing Sonic Frontiers, you say you're please, enjoying yourself. It's crazy. Please, you can't understand it. Please put music. Please put music. Right you have Josh saying it's not good enough. Uh, I'm so, so fucking angry. <laughs> you're making me angry. I swear, it's, like, it's, like you're, it's like you're trying okay. to wind me up, Izuku. Wanna, anyway, okay. in conclusion, right, in conclusion yeah. six out of ten. There you go. Wow. David, you... You can uh, go or I can that's go. That's right. We're the well, last I two. mean, uh, how positive? I mean, I'm going to be positive. I, I'll go. I'll go. Go for it. I thought this game was going to be bad. I, I did not have faith in Sonic Team uh, because of the last 10 to 15 years, right? You know, get the game. But slowly, slowly, through all the little drippings, the drippings of what's going on, I'm like, oh, maybe this game could be good. Yep, that's right. Uh, Sonic Team was dripping all over the place. Sonic <laughs> Team is dripping. <laughs> Never mind. And then I actually getting it, getting it in my hands, playing it through, like it suddenly all clicked. I know there's there's been a lot of like, oh, it's a lot of different parts that don't work, but somehow it's fun, which makes me go, well, you know, if it's not, if it doesn't work, but it does work, then maybe it all does work somehow. Like, like. All those those separate parts make sense in the in the full context context of the Sonic Frontiers experience. This is a game because when I played it um, after after I beat it, because I, I mean I took my time going through it, it doing some of the you know, all the the extra scenes and unlocking the full maps and doing fishing. Like I had already played it twice as long compared to Forces before I had even gotten to the end. Like this this game did pull me in in a way that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I, I enjoyed it way more than, than I, I could have. Yeah. Like, like I, it's just sort of that bafflement of, wow, this, this is good. This is fun. I'm thinking about Sonic, you know, the, the, the aspects of the story and the lore that were laid out. Like that was stuff that I've, I'm still chewing on. Um, it, 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 it all, like it all, it all just came together. And now I feel like, Oh, I want to go back to, to the save file I have and even like over a hundred percent it like there's a part of me that wants to collect every memory token that exists in in the in the on the islands like go back and do everything that you possibly can squeeze every drop of blood out of the stone that we're calling Sonic Frontiers which I guess to Joss it was like passing a stone but you know to me it's it's you know it's it's <laughs> completely different so I think I liked it I, uh, my take is that I agree with every single one of you, even parts in which you're contradictory. Uh, I agree with you in spirit. Yeah. I've, uh, (laughs) I've played through it twice. I think it's great, great fun. I don't care. It's good. It's fun. It's the best 3d Sonic game this year since, ever since. made in the last so many years or whatever. 24 years. It's yeah, the best exactly. one. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> it's, it's in the conversation. It's in the conversation for uh, it. And it has a right to be, it's not perfect. What I want to see is definitely two. And I want them to rush it out the door. And that's always, it's going to, they're going to run like it matters. If I say it, they're going to rush it out the door, no matter what, that's what they do. That's they don't just care how, what you want. <laughs> it's it's going to be rushed. That's that part's a given. It's going to be Sonic Rush. Grant, you loved it, mate. And I, I you know what? I, I loved say, it. Though, I am glad that you wanted to love it, and then you did love it. And when you set your mind to it, you can achieve anything. 
You can, exactly. I can really talk. Yeah. I have some literature <laughs> in my trunk that I'd love to show you. Uh, that's what I've gathered you all here today. I would love to see what's in your trunk. <laughs> Grant's going to be like, you heard the good news, and it's just going to be Sonic Frontiers. That's what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you, Grant. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm grateful for all of you for making the time today, for your friendship in general. And it's been a fun Sonic experience, whether we've played it or not. Just the conversation about it and thinking about it and analyzing it and picking it apart. It's always kind of a fun time. Uh, so I'm glad to be doing it with you guys. And I think this is a place to end on, right? We can say all of the links Yay. are in the description. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to keep uh, green chilling, right, Josh? Right, Lee? Right, oh, everybody? Oh, you better keep believe doing it. Absolutely. Ladies and germs, keep on listening because uh, we've got some bold new frontiers that we're going to be exploring coming up soon. It's going to be, uh, well, this is season three of Knuckles, right, fellas? This is going to be the best one ever. <laughs> ever. And then we won't make any more. Maybe we'll do season adventure or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Naka's okay. Free Naka. Hashtag. Free Naka. Free Naka. <laughs>